you're waiting for it, aren't you? I'll press it myself in a minute. All right. Okay. Welcome back to podcast number who knows what. Probably about 20-ish, Lost right? count. 20-ish, yeah. Done a few now. And I'm going to leave the music running for you because he loves this music. And I don't actually think it sounds really loud on this, but I don't think it is that loud. No, I don't think it is. You anyway. need to crank it right up. We'll turn it off. Do you not think it's like a feel-good... You know, it, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, it sounds sounds quite good, that. Yeah, it sounds amazing, yeah. yeah. To be fair to it, the, the machine does its job very well. I'm used to listening. When you get in your car, it's like Earth, Wind & Fire and shit <laughs> like that. Although and I do like a bit on, of Earth, Wind & Fire. Hold on, just rewind one second. One. When you get in my car... Yeah. I don't have a car. You've got multiple, mate. I don't they're have all, a car. It's not our not fault a, they're all broke. Not a daily driving car. I don't... What's I, with the C63? It's in the garage. Broke. Let's just stop there, right? We'll get onto that in a minute. I want to say thank you to our new Patreons who have just joined up. Thank yep. you very much. Thank you. And probably um, Fat, Lad, Fat Lad FM, Chris. Yeah. He's probably brought a few people over. So welcome him. If you not really don't even know who we are, we do some uh, car stuff on YouTube when we can be asked, which is not really that often at the moment. No. But, there's, um, there's a few reasons for that. Um, well, well, and that's because is. you've got your business to juggle and then we're doing a bit of this and then we're doing a bit of podcast and we're doing a bit of YouTube. It's like yeah. trying to trying to get everything in. There's a guy actually on Patreon, I've completely forgotten your name, my sincerest apologies. We, had, we speak to loads of people. It might have been Tom Bainbridge actually. Yeah, the, it was the last comment there. And I'm he said, um, like get, your, get a schedule, get like a routine. So I think it's twice a week at seven o'clock. Mate, honestly... I think, you know, I explained anyway to you, but obviously for the rest of you guys who are probably thinking the same thing, we'd love to. We'd love for it to be that easy and regimented, but when you're dealing with cars that are dickheads and... People that are dickheads. Broke, people that are dickheads. That's cars usually that us, dickheads, to be fair. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard to do. If we was purely doing two videos a week and we've got nothing else to do, no other businesses, you know, nothing else. <coughs> and they're dying. Oh, yeah. Well, if we've got no dying... Anthrax up here or what? What are you doing? <laughs> if we've got no dying to do, we'll be doing some videos. Yeah. I want to say thank you to um, our new Patreon subscribers. Who we, got? Who we got? I mean, we've got Kyle. We've got Connor. Fat Lad F FM. <laughs> Chris actually signed up. Well, he said I was going to do it. I want to support you guys. What so, ledge? Cheers, Chris. Josh, Mulkey, Jamie, Chris, Steve. I mean, I don't want to say your second names because I don't need to because you know who you are. You mm. signed up just recently. Um, Thanks Steve, Robert... Ear fan, sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, but that's what it looks like. Now this is, I tell you what, as far as names go, yeah. if this is your real name, fair enough. Your parents christened you this; that's their their choice. May Massis dead? What? You seen that Massis? Am um, I saying that wrong? Massis dead? Surely, surely not. No, M A S I S D E A D. Anyway, if All that's your word. real name, fair play. You know. Fair enough. Um, Dan, your mate Dan. I thought he was already subscribed. What Dan? Dan Mears. No way. Is he only just subscribed? Well, Cheeky bastard. <laughs> well, he's on. Thanks, Dan, anyway. Um, thanks, thanks for, for nothing, signing Dan. Up. Where have you been? I'll buy you a beer next time I see you. I'm get your, your, get your money's your, worth. Buying your fuck all. And there's, you know, there's quite a few, obviously. Well, they've got 200 uh, Patreon. So thank you to everybody. And they, each week I want to ask, because we never do it. No. And we do say thank you at the end. If you get to the end, we do say thank you at the end. But I wanted to say thank you at the beginning. Yeah, listen. Hey, just one word on Dan. So I've known Dan since I was high school, 12, 13. When did you go to high school? Is that a sign? 11. Two, since depending two, on how old you are. Since around uh, 2000. Sorry, depending on how old you are. That doesn't even make any sense. Depending on when your birthday is, I think some people can 
I think everyone's 11, surely. Right. Well, I started high school in 2000, 22 years ago, right? And that's how long I've known Dan for. Long, long time. Top lad. And he's a DJ, a really, really good one. He's DJed with like, I, don't, I can't remember the names, but a lot of the DJs. So top if you, ones, if you can't remember the name, the top ones. If you're they? into like dance and trance and, you know, electronic music, all that kind of shit, you'll know the, the DJs he's DJed with. But he um, he's actually DJing at this, this amazing top venue. Um, I can't remember whether it's Northwich or Nantwich. So it's a top top venue. <laughs> you can't remember where it is. No, all I know it's is... Northwich. Is it Northwich? Yeah, yeah. tell me. Um, I, I remember Dan, you know what I mean? I remember I what get, you tell me. I get confused with Nantwich and Northwich. Even fucking, don't even talk to him. He doesn't remember anything. He's too only just busy. subscribed to me, Patreon. Too busy with his own life. Not get any time oh, for yeah. anybody else. That's true. Bang on that. But he, uh, he DJs there, uh, I think it's like every other Saturday or, or every Saturday or summer. I think it might be every other Saturday at the Swinging Witch. Mm-hmm. which is a pub, when you look at it, you think, like, dance music and full-on DJ in a pub. It's weird. When you go in there, um, it is good, and the music's obviously good, because Dan's... Dan's, Dan's uh, on the decks. ...being a dick jockey. And, uh, yeah, so it's quite good. So if you live... You say it was Northwich. That, I'm sure he said Northwich, yeah. Right, so if you live... That's miles away from me. In and around... No, it's not. Um, if you live in and around Northwich, get yourself down on a Saturday. Yeah, and go and uh, Go and have did, a few beers with Dan. He did invite us, but... I can't remember why we didn't or we can't go. Anyway, I'm not saying we'll be there, so don't go thinking you're going to meet two legends. Well, you might meet two other legends. You meet Dan, he's a legend. He's a legend, yeah. yeah. Although he's late so to you'll the meet party. So you'll, you'll meet one legend at mm, least. At least. Um, I want to say thank you. Uh, no, I've said thank you to the patrons. I want to say if you're driving now, enjoy your drive, because mm. I know loads of people listen to this while they're driving, and we're less boring than the M6. Oh, well, I mean, that's more good, boring that, than that, is it? We're less boring than the M6. Nothing more boring than that. Which is amazing. But I did say before this podcast started, I don't really know what we're talking about. And I've genuinely come into this one today saying, look, we need to have some sort of subject. And he's like, no, we, we never have. But in the back of my mind, I've always got something on my mind thinking about, I'm going to talk about this, that and the other. So it's all on you today, mate. Well, talk, I'm going to leave you to it. Talking of the M6, what I do want to know is you was having a conversation with City the other day. Yep. about if the M6 was um, you oh, know, the a, toll a de-restricted toll road. Yeah, that's the toll, yeah. How much would you pay for it? Um, and would you do it based on, would you do it based on speed? So if you could do, if your car, say for instance your car, right, could only do 130 mile an hour, then you you paid a toll of, right, you can go and max your car out 130 mile an hour and that's going to be, I don't know, a tenner, right? But then, if your car can do 170 mile an hour, then it's like 15 quid. But you can go and smash your car down there. What do you reckon to that idea? Yeah, I, I, I would sort of like go off the fact of when you go around, not that I've been around the ring, the Nürburgring, but I think it's about 30 euros. Right, for it's a lap. A, it's six, what is it? Yeah. Well, no, to, towards it would be like nine nine minutes. Yeah, if you, something like that. Yeah, ten say, minutes, say 10 probably. minutes if you're yeah. tootling around. Yeah. So 30 euros, you're on the M6 toll for longer than that, aren't you? Even if you're smashing through the speeds, right? Mm. So I think if they charged 30, 30, 25 quid, 30 quid, I'd pay it because I'd just, I'd just put my foot down because from the toll road, the toll booth things, um, you, it's, like, it's like a launch, isn't it? Yeah. And you just bang it away from there. And you, and you could do it. You could do it where, like, you know, the, the ring record, yeah. You could have the the M6 toll record. Well, this is where shit starts getting dangerous though, isn't it? You yeah, know no, what I mean? And that's when you'll you'll get bell ends that ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, but the, the ring is a public road. It is. So it's just the same. People need to know in this country, 
People might be coming past you at 200 mile an hour. Get over. Mm, stay in the left-hand lane. And they don't do that, though, do they? They don't do this that, conversation. No. And we, we've had this conversation loads of time about middle lane hoggers. They're going to have to be educated. Mm. There's going to be a big thing at the front of the tolls. Um, stay over to the left. There is a, They do put them sometimes on the matrix, you know, on the things above the motorway. Keep left unless keep left unless overtaking. I've never seen that. Mm, I've seen it before on the on the big, you know, the matrix things. Keep left unless overtaking, and people like that, <laughs> fucking eyes shut, paying no attention, just sat in the middle lane. Well, yeah, that's worrying then. If I've never seen that, but I don't have to be told that there's a difference. Well, no, because you, you know, know the highway code, you know the rules of the motorway. You just fucking keep out of the way on the left. And I think there's enough sort of like um, what would you call it? Not documentation, but stuff in... People talk about it enough, don't they? If you said to someone, what's the most annoying thing on the motorway? They'd probably... I would say nine, maybe eight out of ten people would say, oh, those people that sit in the middle lane. Yeah. So are these people in the middle lane never get told that? Because they'd say, what's the most annoying thing on the motorway? Oh, yeah, them dickheads that sit in the middle lane and someone would be like, oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> you know, we've had that doing it. No, we have had that before. You know, on the, when we, I, I can't remember what YouTube video it was, but we were talking about it, and then somebody commented saying... Yeah, but I'm doing the speed limit in the middle lane or something like that. So that's fine. And it's like, no, no, you're not under no, you're not understanding. Just because you're doing seventy mile an hour in the middle lane and there's nothing in the left hand lane doesn't mean then that you sit in the middle lane anyway. You can still do the speed limit in lane one. Just when you said that then, I was automatically my brain just thought, please car the other day. Well it was yeah. yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. We put it on Instagram, um yeah. Evil GT Cars Instagram, and it was in the stories, there was a police car. A motorway police car, so the the BMW was it an was it a, a BMW estate or something? Yeah, it was a touring. Touring, yeah. It's probably like so, a three thirty, I don't know, three three five. It got this the the twin exhaust one either yeah. side. I don't so know that, exactly. It's the D badge down there. So basically, it's meant to go fast that down the motorway. Rapids. People need. Well, it wasn't going very fast, was it? No, because there was a van in front. I think it was a black. Was it a Vito or something? If they still make them, they're Mercedes ones anyway. Yeah, and it was just stuck there, and it was like. Can you not hear anything? Can you not hear the... Because the sirens were going off and he was flashing his lights. He was swerving in and out. Swerving all over the place. Yeah. Trying to get in his mirrors and that so you could see him. Yeah. Oblivious, this guy. And then there was someone in the middle lane doing equally as shit speed. And then they were just... So they couldn't get past unless he was on like... You get past through... a You get a bike through the gap, that would be it. Yeah. And then eventually the guy, I don't know, just all of a sudden turned in. And then the police car went up the side of him and you knew he was bollocking oh, him. fuming. He was fuming with a guy. Fuming. And I'm like, this is shit needs to get, like, people need to be prosecuted for this. Well, yeah, he obviously hasn't got time though, has he? But I hope he made a, a note of his reg. Do you know what? If the police come to me, he's right? Like, he's a dickhead. He's getting a letter in the post. Yeah. And that's the thing. People can record people, send it into the police. Oh, dangerous driving and stuff. Well, I'll tell you what. If someone said to me, do you want to come and do a week um, working for the police? I'd be like, fucking working for the police. I'd do it. Because yeah. I wouldn't do anything else, but I'd be like, you've got to, you've got to sort of like prosecute, not prosecute, but like document the middle, the middle lane hoggers. Be class that, wouldn't it? I'd be like, I'll do it. I'm not, I don't even want paying. <laughs> I would literally drive up and down the M6 or any motorway for that, for that matter. You'd be a voluntary bollocker. And the ones, the ones that you'd get the most people on is the four laners. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Four lane motorway. Yeah. Which mm. is fucking completely useless. And I'd get them. You'd just be there. You'd. Me and you would do it, right? We'd go out, whatever, don't mm. matter, whatever. Go out in the green machine, right? Yeah. And we'd just sit there. They'd be like, right, 
you're done. Imagine if you said, done. oh, I, I didn't see you coming. Sorry. <laughs> well, that like, that's fucking bullshit, man. would fly in, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, he would, yeah. Bullshit. The car's bright green, you fucking gobshite. Yeah, but it says it all, doesn't it? You can't hear a police car behind you. It's flashing its lights, mm. um, and it's a police car. So surely everyone knows, right? When you see, when you look in your mirror and you think, oh, fucking hell, how long has that police car been following me? Check your speed, speed yeah. and everything. What have I just done? Have I been undertaking? Have I not been indicating? All everything? of the above. Every everything that you do bad, <laughs> um, but you notice the police car in the rear view, don't you? Straight away, yeah. I don't know how these people are not seeing them. I usually see these fuckers coming on the motorway. I always check the slip road when I go past at mile an hour. <laughs> I always check. You just have a quick look over your, you know, in your mirror and over your shoulder. You just have a little little mooch, don't you? Just to see. Yeah, just because to sit on the slip road and see some fucking idiot down there. Yeah. Yeah, flying down, but you're not doing it because you're speeding. You're doing it because you're aware of your environment. And if that police car all of a sudden put his lights on, it's like, right, I, I've got to go to some crime. Or one of my colleagues is getting attacked. I've got to go to some crime. That's probably <laughs> what they say, actually, yeah. Comes <laughs> up on the screen, you've now got to go to some crime. <laughs> yeah, find some crime. But <laughs> find some. <laughs> find some. You're doing fuck all. Imagine if you was a boss. Imagine if you was a boss, right, okay. of the police. Imagine if you did a boss of the police stations, right? And, um, constable dickhead just go and find us some crime will you and it's like you, you go in in the morning you start your shift right shit's happened today right nothing's happened fuck all get out don't be sitting on the hard shoulder reading your newspapers right get out and find some crime find some I don't crime. give a fuck where you find it <laughs> we need to hit some numbers today right and if you don't find it don't fucking come back here until you found some and then just, it's just telling a minute yeah, I suppose it is. But that's when you get these little fuckers that start setting people up, isn't it? Not wrong with that. <laughs> a bit of an entrapment never hurt anyone, did it? No, that's what they all say. That's what your missus does to you. She entraps you into spending don't, a shitload of money on your house. Uh, how can you get from the police to my <laughs> missus? They don't even go in one sentence. No, but she does, in, she does entrap your bank account, doesn't she? Fucking, it's her bank account as well. That's the worrying thing. We share our money. I don't know what she knows about Everything sharing. Everything split straight down the middle, 60, down, yeah. 40. Fucking 64, I'll take it. I'll take 60, 40. I'll take 70, 30, to be honest. But in reality, it's about 15, 85. Is that what it is? That mm, bad? In reality, yeah. So you're just going to have to settle on a 765 LT that you've been looking at? Nah. I mean, if that's your 15%, mate, I can't do 400 it. bags, I'd take that all day. So the backstory to this is I've been looking for a new car. It's gone from all kinds of stuff, and I got to 720S's. Can't find the exact spec that I want because I wanted the performance. Alcantara inside is all plush. It's dead nice. The luxury one has got the leathers inside. I don't really like it. It looks a bit, can look a bit like worn out. Can't bit dated. It? Bit dated. Yeah. So anyway, there's not shit loads of these cars, even though every every man and them dog's got a bleeding McLaren, haven't they? Whether it's a, you know, 570, 720, 600 LT. We, I, I know, I know loads of people that have got them. But there's a reason loads of people have got them because they're obviously decent cars. I don't think you can go. I don't think you can go much faster for the money. No, and it's a when you look at a, a sport, a supercar, it looks like a supercar. Yeah, you know, and that's the main thing. It. Are you all right there, mate? Yeah, yeah. I was just itching my ear roll. All right. Um. So <laughs> they look like a supercar, and if you're spending supercar money, you want it to look special, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You want to, yeah. Definitely, you want to look. You want to lock it up and walk off, and then look back and go, "Oh yeah, hey baby, yeah, how's yeah. it doing?" Like one of them. Exactly. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of inf insider information here. 
if you're interested, you've got nothing else to listen to. <laughs> anyway, I went to look at... Um, this a, is entrapment. This is entrapment, yeah. <laughs> Can't this, go anywhere. Listen th- to this. Well, this is a fact, right? right. So I'm sticking to the facts, what oh, I know as oh, facts. God. Here we go. Yeah. This could end up in like... Do we need? Do I need to give Lois a shout? No, first? Lois is a solicitor, by the way. Are we all right? Yeah. Right, okay. We're, we're good to go on this. This is what I experienced yesterday. So I went to... Um, I went to look at a GTR, an AMG GTR, not a Nissan, and uh, went to look at it, 7,000 miles, and uh, in the grey, like the matte grey satin. Is it Designa grey or something? I don't know. It's Something like that, Designa grey or something like that, the the satin grey. Yeah, Yeah. it's got steel brakes. I thought it had um, Mm. ceramics. You know, I'm not really bothered about that. I've had a look at the specs and stuff. I don't think there's really that much you can spec up apart from... They do a carbon pack too, which gives you carbon spoiler, carbon side skirts and bits and bobs like that. Maybe a carbon splitter. So this one's just the black, the black plastic stuff. Yeah. It looks nice. The interior is immaculate. It's not yeah. even any little, there's a couple of little scratches on the gear selector. That'll be from like rings and stuff. Rings and you, stuff, yeah. 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 But the black piano around the, um, around that sort of center console, I know from the RS6 and all, all of them, your RS3's got it. They can yeah. scratch up quite a lot. Yeah. Immaculate, yeah, it's bang on. The, even the door sills are nice and everything on it. Steering wheel, it's done seven and a half thousand miles, so you can tell it's not a brand new Alcantara steering wheel. But it, it's, it's fine. Mint. It's yeah. mint. It's a four-year-old. I mean, obviously, it has only done seven and a half thousand miles, mm. but it's still a four-year-old car. Yeah. Um, simple as that. So, in fact, it'll be, I think it'll be five years old in December. I'm sure it said it was registered December 18. Well, that'll be so, no, that'll four, be four years four. old. Well, if it is December 18, yeah. that's so fine. Be four years, three and a half years old yeah. then. So you can get a warranty on it. Three-year warranty, up to £10,000 worth of claims. is, um, But you can do multiple claims at 10 k Which you'll probably need to. But you need to, you yeah. drive a car. But if the engine went, obviously that wouldn't cover that. So you're, you're up shit creek without a paddle. But then again, them AMG 4-litre V8s. I've not heard anyone saying, oh, yeah, they go pop after 30 k Apart from the one in your C63. Not the 4-litre ones, the 6.2-litre ones. Yeah, but they're like, that's done 150k. It has. But I, the funny thing is, another story about that. It's just like, oh, going around, you see 63, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, your thingy's gone, your brake line's gone. Yeah, it's a common problem, that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's leaking from the back. Yeah, yeah, it's a common problem, that. Oh, your spring's snapped. Yeah, yeah, it's a common problem, that. And what else? What, there was about seven or eight different things that, yeah, yeah it's a common problem, that. And the seat broke. Oh, it's a common problem, that. And then what else was there? There was something else, that you know, stuff that hadn't happened to it yet. Or had done and been fixed. And he's like, yeah, yeah. These the common problem that common so, problem that. And I was like, fucking hell. I think we did mention on the previous podcast with Chris, fat lad, FM. Um, it's just a whole card, the whole C sixty three common problem. It's just a C sixty three, isn't it? It's just there's a reason why they got called money pits. Yeah. So I am sort of, I'm like, I mean, it's four years old this um, AMG, but it's done seven k, seven and a half k. A car will look after you if you look after it. Oh, I like that. Is that the same as your wife? Yeah. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking, just keep it. Well, you would do anyway, because it's an 115, 118 grand car, right? Were you trying to say how much you wanted to get it for? 115, yeah. But So we looked around it. And we spoke to the sales guy. I'm not going to mention the dealer. And I'm not going to mention the other dealer that's involved in this, because I don't think that's necessary. But if you go on Auto Trader, you could probably work it out. Um, you probably wouldn't actually, because I'll tell you what happens. I was looking around the car. I was going like into the fine detail of looking at like 
Oh, you got your monocle out. Oh, often, didn't you? I was I was on it, looking at brake discs and pads and going real deep and stuff. Yeah. Um, which I don't really know what I'm looking at. I'm just looking at the stuff. You know, it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, we're looking around it, and then you spotted something in the back window. I did. And it was a sticker. It was weird because you could only see it at certain angles because the the rear window was obviously like tinted. It was privacy, yeah, factory privacy glass, but the sticker in it was like black as well. I think <clears throat> so. You could only you could only actually see it at, at a certain angle. If you looked at it straight on, you couldn't see it. I think because of the the angle of the window. I don't know. But when you just sort of moved your head around, you could actually see this, and it was just the name of another. Sort we, of we can say that name, can't we? Because I don't think saying this name isn't. It's a fact. It's on Auto Trader. Oh, yeah, it's the it's exact same car mm. with the exact same mileage. Yeah. So this other dealer's called Amari. Yeah. They had it up for sale. This car. Um, I don't know how long. It's still on. Still on Auto Trader now for one hundred and twenty-two thousand. I think you'd have to check that. But they had it up for sale for more than one hundred and twenty something. One hundred and twenty something. Yeah. So I was like, why have they sold it? Because it said sold on the ad as well. Yeah, it did. I'm like, why have they sold it to this other dealer? And then they're selling it for roughly five grand cheaper. Yeah. So I'm like, so you asked it. We asked the uh, the sales guy. I say, mm. can you find out about this and find out about find bearing out in about mind, bearing in mind. So it's cut across you. We didn't know. We didn't know at that point that it had been on for more money at this Amari. I just saw the sticker. We've since done a bit of investigation and found out about that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But go on. So at the time we asked him, didn't we? And what's what's yeah. the Amari sticker all about? And he quite rightly opened it. He was like, I've no idea. I'll ask the question. Because um, he's the sales guy. Yeah. He doesn't buy the stock Ex-postman. in. Ex-postman. Ex-postman, yeah. yeah might but even he, know him. Yeah, he doesn't buy the stock in, does he? No. So he only knows about the spec of the car. And to be fair to, to sales guys, all they're doing is they've got that many cars, and you know this, you're just reeling off the spec, aren't you? Yeah. You don't know the, the history, you don't know which dealership it got sold at originally, which Merc did, you know, because this dealer had, oh, how many cars? They must have had, must have had 80 cars. Well, in, in just on their plot. On that, yeah, because he said there was another site that got 150 cars on it well, just around go. the corner. So it was it was like, a, it's an independent, I think, but, you know, a well, like a well-established yeah. um, performance car independent. You know, they've got all kinds of nice stuff there. And it's all G-Wagons, Range Rover, all the, all the big SUVs, yeah. um, RSQ8, was it there? Yeah. And everything. It's all top-notch, sort of like top-price stuff down to... Obviously, some of the cheaper stuff are like 60, 70 grand, which is mad saying cheaper stuff. And then they had the, what was it, 380,000 for that 997 GT2 RS? Yeah, that was inside. Um, uh, and then they, they had, had a 765 LT. Yeah, left hooker. Yeah. Uh, a 992 GT3. They did. 248. 250 grand. And. Um, wow. It looked amazing. Like that, that GT3 looked unbelievable, but a quarter of a million pounds. And I don't want to stray off the fact of the GTR yet, but I'll probably forget about this. What they said was, what the guy, what the sales guy said, I was like, he's selling them at that price. And he's like, yeah, what people are doing is ordering GT3s, if you can actually order one. So obviously you need to be in that position to order one in the first place. And I don't mean financially. I mean re- relationship with the dealer, like the main dealer. He said, people are ordering them. They take a year to come. They're buying these second-hand ones on PCP. Yeah. And then after a year, just giving them back because they're not really worth that much less, right? No. So the money they lose on that, because you're going to lose a little bit, surely. It's not going to be worth more than 250 in a year's time because you put miles on. You've got interest depreciation, you've got depreciation as well, even though it's a GT3. It's just going to, you're not going to get 248 privately. You're going to trade it back in 
So they're going to give you 225 on a good day. That's even, and I've seen GT3s at 225 now. Right. So really, that store, that's, if you've got shitloads of money just to blow, or just get a GT3, like a, a loaner for the, for the year, it's still a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. So, <coughs> you know, um, that was an interesting story to me. Yeah. Mad that. But going back to the, uh, G- the GTR, I don't know what they're going to say about this sticker, but we know the truth now. Yeah, yeah, we know that it's been and up it, for sale at this Amari, and then clearly Amari must have sold it to this other other garage. Must have done. There's no other. There's no other. But this is where it's all like this is. We're not saying this is true. This is just in your own mind what could have happened. So I'm thinking, well, this dealer's had it in for ages. Fuck it, I'll just I'll just send it to auction. Yeah, it's gone to auction, and this other dealer has bought it. Quite a legitimate way of buying a car. Yeah. Shitloads of second-hand cars go through go through auction, and and the dealers buy it, and then they sell it back out. Your um, your RS3 went through auction, did it not? It did, but then I've also just thought, wonder if it's on SOR. Ah, so that so was the, the first dealer. garage didn't sell it, right? Got you. But um, they've sold it, but they're selling it cheaper. Well, That's yeah, I wonder if Amari's fee to sell it is more expensive. So they've had to try and sell it for more money. Maybe, mm. I'm guessing, completely guessing. This is not a fact at all. Um, completely guessing. But Do you know what? That's not a bad call, that. Mm. Because I was thinking about this. As soon as I turned up to that dealer, I thought, fuck me, there's a shitload of money here. Mm. I mean, I would say the average price of a car there is 100 grand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I, I think the cheapest car I saw there was an M4, and it was in, in it. I can't remember the exact colour, but it was in, in it. It were, it wasn't a fact, just a normal uh, factory option colour. It was in in a BMW exclusive colour, the M4. So I didn't see how much it was, but that that'll have probably have been their cheapest car. Say it was forty grand. Yeah, I seen a I seen a blue one at forty. Well, that'll probably be the one. Oh right, about. I thought that was an M3. Was oh. it definitely an M4? I don't know. Anyway, I yeah, know I know the one you mean. Like it was like forty-one or something like yeah. that, and I thought, oh yeah, but even that car, probably not so long ago, was thirty-three. That's how much stuff's gone up. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I looked at this GT. I love the car, and then but then there's these things, and I just think I don't really know the spec of it. So I've gone away last night. I had a, had a quick look and stuff like that. So I know what I want, um, and I'm just waiting for them to get back to me now. I'm just curious about this. Why has it got this other dealer sticker? Because to me, and this is um, we've got this. I don't want to talk about this other app idea because oh, I'll tell you anyway. Said it. Um, so it's the history of the car, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying car dealers are full of shit, right? But they have been known to tell a few porkies over the years. Yeah, bend, right? bend the truth. Bend the truth to fit their version of the why they want to sell the car. <coughs> now, now, the reason I say that is my experience is I went into Volkswagen. not going to say which one. It was just Volkswagen. This is a fact. I was there. Heard it with my own eye, ears. Seen it with my own eyes, right? And I might have heard it with my own eyes as well, but I definitely heard it. And uh, my wife was with me, and there was somebody else. I can't remember who it was. I think there was three of us, right? And I was looking at a car, a Golf R, and they said, I said, oh, what, you know, what's the script with it? Oh, um, it was something. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, this is... Um, this is, for argument's sake, a sale or return. Right. And then, actually, someone else come out, a different sales guy, and said it was um, it was some other version of the car. So the two versions of the history of the car were different. Right. And basically, the first guy, he just, I think he just fucking made shit up. 
And I know that for a fact. So what I'm saying is that I don't know. I can't even remember. One the of them made one of them made some up. Who was the second person well, you spoke to? The sales manager. All right. So the sales assistant, the 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 what do you call car sales? Car sales. Car, car salesman, yeah. right? What do you call a woman? If it's a car, car, car saleswoman, sales right? Yeah. Okay, so it's a car car salesperson. That's what yeah. I was getting at. Um, he said the first version, which was wrong. Then the guy come out, as far as the manager was concerned. Then the manager come out. And he said, "Oh no, it's this, that, and the other." And I was like, well, "He's just said it's like something else." Anyway, so I know what comes out of their mouth as a salesperson isn't necessarily true. Now I'm not saying they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. What I am saying is, just take some stuff with a pinch of salt. Yeah. So I'm thinking. You get told about a car. Now, because they've got so many cars in stock, they can't know everything about it because car to a car salesman, you'll know this. It's just a car, in it? All right, so it is a lump of metal, yeah. The lump of metal. There's, yeah, there's no like, oh, this is my car. Mm. Like, if you go and buy a car privately, you get you get the... I'm not saying this is true because people sell, sell you what they want to sell you, but you tend to get... If someone's bought a car from brand new and they've had it for four years and you buy it off the person that bought it, they'll tell you where yeah, they yeah. got it from. yeah. It'd be like one of the kids, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. Mm. I mean, this guy or woman looks like they've really looked after this car. And I would probably prefer to talk to the actual guy. Now, this comes back to a fact of, wouldn't every car you buy be nice to buy like that? You get the backstory to the car. It's like, I'd be asking questions like, so it's only done 7,500 miles in four years. Yeah, I've only used it on a Saturday morning to take the kids to football, and then I used it on a Sunday to go to the pub to meet my mate for two blackcurrant and lemonades, right? Yeah. And I did that for four years, seven and a half thousand miles. And you'd be like, oh, that's a bit of a, you know, you, you feel a little bit more connected with the car, don't you? Yeah. And I'm not saying you need that off if you bought like a Focus, looking just a bog standard car. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be asked myself. But if you're buying a prestigious car and you're spending a shitload of money on it, I wouldn't mind knowing a little bit of the backstory. Definitely, yeah. So what about an app that you could input all this data into? So imagine the guy who bought the car first, he's inputs it into... So you'd have social media for a car. Right. That's a good idea, that. Social media for a car. Yeah, not the person with the car, for the car. So the car would, like, you'd say, right, picked up. Do you know how people do it for the dogs? Instagram for the dogs. Yeah. Right? Do people follow them? I don't know. I know there's a few that follow us, but I, 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 I'm well, not interested in knowing what... We're Instagram what, for dickheads, aren't we? I'm not interested in knowing what a car gets up to or a dog gets up to. I'd be interested in knowing what it gets up to if I was looking to buy it. I'd be interested in knowing what it got up to. Exactly. But throughout the journey of when somebody picked up a random car, I couldn't give a fuck. Right, well, um, what I'm saying is, imagine if, if there was a VIN number... So, well, there is a VIN number associated with that GTR. Imagine if there was an app associated with that VIN number to say where... I mean, this is where Car Vertical comes in, right? And we're not doing a Car Vertical integration today, by the way, but Car Vertical will give you all this information, and they do, don't they? Yeah. Right? But what about, like, something like that, but in, like, a more social, a social thing where you have a bit of a timeline? People love taking pictures of cars, telling how much horsepower it's got and stuff maybe just a social media app for like it's like a garage app so you'd have it in it to tell you when the MOTs do these apps are out, already out there I'm talking about something that elaborates on that yeah you know a bit of the history of the car you know I took it for a PPF a couple of pictures of the install yeah you know and then there's a timeline but it's the timeline like Instagram and you go through and say you were going to buy a car and they said oh I've got I've got this uh, garage app thing 
there you go. I'm going to send it to you because people send videos of cars now. Have a look through that. It's long reading. It might take you half an hour. But if you look through that app and think, oh, they had it PPF. Oh, there's a couple of pictures of the install. And you just go through it all. Oh, it went on a road trip to Austria or whatever. That's why there's 5,000 miles on it. And that's the mm. thing. And it definitely had its head kicked in. Yeah, it definitely had its head kicked in, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing about, you know, you can do the mileage uh, blockers now and everything like that. Imagine if you went through it and then someone's like, oh, it's only done seven and a half miles. And you think, well, it's been on two road trips to Austria. Well, for argument's sake, say that's four and a half thousand miles, right? Round yeah. trip, depending on where of the car is. You think, no, nah, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. And that's the thing. I think it would value... So this probably isn't an app for the dodgy bastards then. No, definitely not the dodgy <laughs> bastards. So car dealers can't use it, that's for certain. <laughs> so Is that uh, your opinion? That's my opinion, yeah. And that is a joke, by the way. Don't sue me, car dealers. Well, no one can... It's only saying car dealers, isn't it? Everyone knows some of them are dodgy, you know. So, um, so to me, if you had a car, that car is your investment, right? You're spending yeah. money on that car. Yeah. You do everything in your power to make sure your investment retains as much money as possible, unless money doesn't really matter and you've just got shitloads of it. Yeah. And you haven't got time to be inputting stuff into apps and stuff like that. But I would probably use it, especially if I bought a brand new car, because when you come to sell that car after two, three, four years, because most people do, you know, um, there you go. That's what the car's gone through. And I think the p potential new owner would look at it and think, Wow, yeah, that's um, that's a really, that's a comprehensive history of the vehicle. Yeah. And I've seen what it's done and I know where it's been and this, that and the other. I just think, I just think it'd be good. I think... Um, Wouldn't be cheap to make. But no, it wouldn't. It'd cost a shitload to make. I think it would be good. A good it's a good app idea. Um, I think it's only as good as the information that people put in. The likes of us, we'd say the RS4, for instance. So we've not really kept any of the paperwork that we've had with the RS4, the B7 Saloon, the first one that we got, purely because we've looked at it and thought, well, Touchwood, we never have to get rid of that car. We don't want to get rid of it. But, you know, if in the future that ever did happen and somebody said to us, oh, have you got, have you got like the history of the car? And it's like, I'll fucking send you the playlist for YouTube. <laughs> it's all yeah. on there, mate. Like, yeah. so that we've never really bothered because people will know what's been done to that car and the, um, you know, the money that's been spent on it with clutches and injectors and all kinds of other stuff. So we've never bothered. But for those people who don't have the luxury of documenting stuff on YouTube, the app, I think, would be a perfect opportunity for them to say, you know, put document everything in there. So like scan, I don't know, if it has gone for a service at Awesome, for instance, I don't know, and they've maybe have updated Audi's, Audi's thing or whatever. But you can then just take a picture of, um, you know, like scan the document in and just keep it in your services folder on it or something like that. And then you can bin the piece of paper. You don't need it. It's digitally yeah. there. Because how many times have you bought a second-hand car and they've given you like a folder of shite? You would, I mean, I'm sure there's some anal people that go through that folder, but you just take that person's word for it that that's all the history with that car and just go, there you go. And you're like, fucking, yeah, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. I can't be asked going through all that. You just no. have it, and then for the next person, if you ever fuck it off. But if you had that digitally, and they just went, Bosh, I'll, yeah, I'll send you the, I'll send you the RS4 um, history via whatever the app is. Then, and you've got it, and you go, fucking hell, yeah, that's that's. Um, you've got it all digitalized there, all the the service documentation, all the MOT documentation. Although you can get that online now, can't you? But all that kind of stuff. But it's I all in one place. Idea. Yeah, yeah. And the thing place. is, and on your phone. When you, when you buy a car or prospectively buying a car, it'd be good to go through 
I mean, people put pictures on, don't they? Of like, oh, here's all. But it's usually one picture of everything. And all it does is promote the fact that you've got a shitload of paperwork. Yeah. But you could send, and these, these, um, these, I suppose, I don't know. I don't know about the, um, the privacy on it all and sharing it publicly, like all your stuff, but you could have it in like private folders only, like, um, accessed by invitation. Mm. So you could have your socials on it and say, my car's gone to Austria, my car's gone for an, uh, um, an MOT and this and a service and stuff. But then like service receipts and stuff, you could have that in a private folder and only people that you invite. So prospective buyers, you can say, all right, there you go. Send them the link. Um, I don't know how that, the sort of like the, the sharing of it would work, but I think the concept, I like the idea of the concept and I've seen other garage app. There's a, my garage one does it, but people have like, complaints about it like so oh, you can't put a picture of your own car in that's just simple shit that mm. you know well, the thing is surely it would be easier from a you know from a server point of view to not have a whole bank of not that a tiny little thumbnail is going to take up much storage space but rather than having a bank of you know a catalogue of general pictures of whatever the car model is you'd rather surely it's just easier for to say no just take your own it's all going to be stored on a server, so you're going to have to pay for server space whether you host stock stock pictures or not. But I know from experience, a server to host, you know, all that data isn't going to cost you more than, you know, a few hundred quid a month at the beginning. Yeah. And then as as an app would become more bigger, and, you, and hopefully you'd have thousands of users. Then thousands? Thousands of users, tens yeah. of thousands of users, right? You might be spending a couple of grand on a server. Um, with shitloads of bandwidth and you need a CDN and all that kind of stuff. But You're just saying letters at me now. Yeah, it's just content delivery network where the picture gets sent out, right? Posh you, mate. Yeah, it's just server stuff, isn't it? <laughs> um, and it, so someone has, has the app and goes on someone that needs to share that information, right? right yeah. So um, it's all that is cost money. But if you're charging a couple of quid a month for the app, which people spend two quid on, well, people spend three pounds plus that on our podcast. Thanks very much. And, um, you know, if I developed that app or we developed it through Evil GT or whoever with a collaboration, because it would be a lot of money. Mm. I believe you're talking six figures to develop one properly. That's what I've been told. Big money. Big money. So, so it's basically an AMG GTR. Yeah, for an, an app. So you can, I wouldn't have a car to put in it. Because I'd spent all the money on, on developing an app. But I would definitely, because it'd be like a jigsaw puzzle to me. If you like doing jigsaws, you're filling in blank spaces, right? Mm -hmm. to, to, to do a bigger picture, the complete picture. So imagine getting the C63, for argument's sake. All right, I'll tell you a better one, the M3 E46, 20 years old, right? Yeah, you'd need a fucking lot of service space for all the, <laughs> all the documentation that you need you, uploading yeah, for that. and a fucking lot of time. So, um, oh my 20 God. years old, right? So you go onto the app. If the VIN number's registered, then I don't know how you would get around that because someone's obviously registered it in the, in the you know, in the past. But if this is a brand new app, it won't be. Right, yeah. So... If it's not registered, so you don't go off registrations, you go off VIN numbers. So you put the VIN number in for the M3, it comes up, right, it's not registered, you register it, right? Then you start going backwards and filling in the details of the car. Yeah. People love, like, um, getting in touch, oh, I believe you had it from this point, because, I mean, that guy got in touch on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram, we wouldn't have known about that yeah. otherwise. And then you can put that in and say what's happened if you want. 
I mean, I, I believe if you're transparent with stuff, people will believe you more with everything else. Mm -hmm. So if you don't say it's been in an accident, which the guy didn't fucking do, by the way, which pissed me off, he lied to me. Um, I think he lied to me. I don't say that as a, <laughs> as, as a fact. Did he not tell you? He didn't tell me. Did you ask him if it had been an accident? No, because... Well, well then, was... obviously, he didn't... He, so he's not technically lied because you never asked him, but he's not told you the truth. Right. Not well, told you the whole truth, has he? He didn't lie to me, but it felt like he lied to me. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, yeah, so I bought that car. So going back, I'd have to fill in, yeah, it was in an accident there. I, I might have some pictures of it. And you just fill in the data. But you can go... You can get the BMW. You could go to BMW and then say, what's on your system? They'd give you a, a readout, and then yeah. you could put that in yeah, yeah, into the app. Yeah. So you'd start filling in gaps, and you'd think, why have I got a gap? This is for proper anoraks, by the way. I don't think I'd go to this extent, but some people will. Mm, some people will, yeah. love like going. If so, you've got a mint example, I mean, if it'd been in an accident, or like if you know about it now, then the history before then, are you that arse now? Now you know it's been in an accident, i.e. 46? I, I'm not, but I'm... Not. So what I'm saying is, so my point is, in that instance, you wouldn't be as asked, no. right? But if you've got a pristine E46 M3 to what you believe to be pristine, mint, underneath, outside, everything. The yeah. car was mega. It was 30,000 miles, worth an absolute fortune. Then you would definitely yeah. want to fill in any gaps, wouldn't you? 100%. If there were any. Because you'd be like, right, hang on a minute. I've got There's, there's 18 months of, of fuck all happening here. Like, what's what's... This surely, car, surely something's happened. Yeah, this car is, you know, a fine example of an E46 M3. If there are any left, I've no idea. There might there be. There will be somewhere. Yeah, and that's so. In that instance, you would want to make sure that that was that was all fully from from when it was sold from the dealership to to present day. You'd want to make sure that there was a full history there, wouldn't you? Well, you would. And like you're saying there, if there's 18 months of nothingness, you could find out. And if you genuinely found out, I mean, this is open to sort of like um, corruption, really. Because you could say, oh, yeah, I spoke to the owner and he said it was stuck in a garage and it didn't drive anywhere and he changed the oil himself and stuff like that. So you could bullshit it. But I'm talking about this is for like people that actually genuinely want to put the truth into the app. Mm. I mean, let's be honest. You could live a fake social media life, couldn't you? You could say, oh, Plenty that do. I'm just balling around in my 765 LT. You know, you might not even own one. I'm just going to Wilmslow, you know, out with the, out with the uh, celebs. It's, it could all be bullshit. It could be fucking 12 years old in your well, bedroom. Look at the, um, just using stock videos and the, photos. The Tinder swindler. There you go. Says it all. There you go. You're just like an older version of him, aren't you? Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Don't know what that means, really. I watched it as well. Don't know if... Is that... that is that... Are you calling me for that? No, I'm joking. It's a joke. Don't don't read too much into it, Pops. You're all right. Don't what what do you mean it. by that, though? It was, a, it was a joke. Yeah, no, but what... Because he's got loads of money. Right, which is obviously not really. But he's pretending to, to have loads of money. But you, you have got loads of money, but all no, say no, that I you haven't. haven't got loads of money. I, I thought you was just, you meant I was a crook. Oh, no, you I are. Mean, I'm upset. You are You've upset me now. Stop it, you fucking wet wipe. <laughs> <laughs> you've, yeah, you've hurt my feelings. Bollocks. Anyway, we'll move on. I ain't no swindler. <laughs> what are you swindling? And I've not even been on Tinder, ever. <laughs> I know about the swiping shit. I know, and that's why I know that's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit there. Bullshit man's about to fly in and call <laughs> bullshit there. Oh, well. Go go on about your um, your fucking app idea. Anyway, yeah, so that was my idea. If anyone wants to steal it off me, crack on, but... Um, there are other if apps you've got that do a, the same. Yeah, there's other apps that do the same. So, But the reason I want to develop an app or I want us to have involvement in an app or however it comes to sort of like being an app, if it ever did, is we 
we promote loads of other businesses, people and everything like that. And we're happy doing it because we get good deals and we get good rates and we get looked after. So that's fine for us. So we're happy still doing that. But sometimes it'd be nice to have something of your own, like a little baby that you can yeah. promote and turn it into like a mature app idea business and sort of like reap some of the rewards because at the end of the day, it all comes down to money. If you want a nice car, you need some money. Mm. To make to have money, you need to make money. And sometimes an app or any other business will make you some money. Obviously, you've got to lay the money out to make it if it actually makes money. So putting your own effort into it could actually get you, you know, a decent... Well, you've got a decent... You've got a better car than me. You've got a car for the start. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is I'm talking about, like, if you wanted your 400 grand, you know, 765 LTs and stuff like that, I can't afford one of them, realistically. I could probably make the payments on it, but there's a certain point where, because I worked it out, it'd be about 4,800 a month, <laughs> 1, 1% in, working off a 45, a 55% balloon. How much was a car? 350 grand. 350 grand. And I think, you know, I, that's well more than I'd want to spend on a car. That's obscene amounts of money, that. Um, and obviously you've got, the, you've got the asset. This isn't money that's going down the bin. In the bin, sorry, down the drain. Um, it's money, yeah. But I worked it out. It's it's going to be about seventy to eighty grand's worth of interest over a four year PCP. So it's around twenty twenty thousand pound a year's worth of interest, which so, is more than quite a lot of people get paid. Well, fucking hell! I've never year. I've never even had a job that's paid me. I've never had a job that paid me more than twelve, twelve, twelve grand a year. Right. I've never, I've never worked for anyone that where I've earned more than twelve grand. So the last time I was employed was nineteen ninety seven, and I was on two hundred and twenty pound a week for five and a half days. Wow! Right, that was in my hand after tax and everything like that. Yeah. But um, you know, so I've never had a job that's paid me twenty grand. So to spend twenty grand on interest, shitload. That's ridiculous, that. isn't it? Yeah. So. It is a shitload of money. But then I suppose you when you work out you mind you know, some people's mortgages, the interest on some people's mortgages is uh, is a shitload of money. But it's different because you've got bricks and mortar there, haven't you? It's your home. But yeah, that yeah. four thousand eight hundred pounds a month for a car That's with putting no dipper in. Is nothing at all. You say it's one percent, so it's about three and a half grand. Which they probably wouldn't let you do anyway. No, they wouldn't. But I just put it in, for the ease of mathematics, yeah. I just put it in as that. It's you know, ridiculous. If you're going to do a car at 350, if you haven't got 100 grand to put into that car, in my opinion, maybe not 100, but if you've not got 60 or 70 grand to put into it, I don't really think you should be buying it. No, I don't think so. Because you need to at least put a lump sum into the car. See, I'm all about like uh, contingency plans, right? So if you buy a car and put 1% in, an expert, a real expensive car where you're making big payments, right? In my opinion, you need a little bit of a fallback. So, put like when I've done the, when I've done any ex, I mean, I've never really put more than I put forty grand into the GTR. So I suppose I've done that. But most of the others, I put no more than fifteen into GT3s and all the other stuff we bought, GTSs and the original GTR and stuff. Um, but it's still taking a little bit. And I know what you're going to say on this. It doesn't really matter about the deposit. It just lowers your payment. Mm. But check this out, right? I, all I'm thinking is, if you buy a 100 grand car and then you put 1% in, so you're financing 99,000, right? Mm -hmm. If you go after six months 
and say, oh, I can't afford the payments on this, whatever it would be. It would be about, what we what are we looking at? 1,300? 1,300 a month on a four-year PCP? Something like that. There or thereabouts. Yeah. I can't afford the 1,300 quid. And they say, all right, well, you can give it us back. We'll buy it back because um, you can't give it back because it's not far enough into your agreement, right? You're going to owe more than more than what you are going to get for it. So if that car's 100, the dealer's going to give you, forget the current climate, right? Well, actually, no, even in the current climate, the dealer's still going to give you 95, right? Oh, Say it's a yeah. car that's not worth any more or any less, right? So they're going to give you 95 because they want to make their five grand on it. So straight away, you're five grand in in, in, in the red, yeah. right? in negative equity. If you was to put 10 grand in it, you would only owe 90-something. So you could, you'd lose that 10 grand, but what you have done is you're not, you're not in negative. Even though you've lost money on the car, you're not technically in negative. Well, you're not in negative equity because your equity is what's in the car, right? Or you could keep that 10 grand, but you'd have to keep that 10 grand aside to pay the negative equity off. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I'd rather have it in my bank than in, a, in an asset that's losing money on a monthly basis. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I'm saying, right, so I'll give you an, a, a better argument, right, is the... 765 LT, 350 grand, right? Mm -hmm. You do a 1% on that, which would be fucking ludicrous, grand. right? Yeah. Um, so you might as well say 350. Straight away, factor that interest in. If you was to give it back after day one, they'd probably want 360. So straight away, just the interest. Well, no, because you only pay... Um, if you were to do... No, that's different, because the rules around um, PCP finance um, are that you can settle it um, and you'd only pay the month's interest that you're in plus two further months. Okay. And then that's 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 it. Right. Um within that within that time. In fact, if you if you were to get rid of it before then, I think you've got the fourteen day right to withdraw. So you can just All right, yeah, withdraw forget from the, the forget the yeah. Well let's say let's say all right, let's say six months down the line, right? Yeah. So you've made your payments, you've paid a lot of interest, but you're only paying X amount off. And if you do you know what? I'll I'll do this on a future podcast, right? And I'll yeah. show you how how this works. And I'll probably do a video on it actually. The e-tron was sixty three thousand. That's going back this weekend. The RSQ three is coming. And Mike said at the dealer dealership who sold us the car, he said I'll give you sixty three thousand back for it, right? Happy days. Which is mental because the cars are selling for more second hand. You all know that, right? But I don't know if he's going to give us sixty three because it's done a few more miles now. Right. Okay. But whatever we get for it. Say it's 61 and a half, for argument's sake. Um, no, let's stick at 63 just for the ease of, of math, right? So that, that car was 900 a month yeah. for October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So we've made seven payments on it. Yeah. So seven times nine, 6,300. Mm -hmm. um, let's see how much has come off the car. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I reckon there's only about four grand come off the car. I reckon 2,300 of that 6,300 is interest. Maybe. And that's because it's all front loaded, right? Yeah. So in theory, in theory, we should have four grand of equity going into the RSQ3. So how they usually work that is, uh, you would just guarantee the equity. So if he said, like, whatever your equity would have been worked out to be at that time. So if he'd have said 63,000 then, yeah. 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 
and then you owed, I don't know, making numbers up here, say 55 grand. So your equity in it at that stage was was £8,000, right? What he'll then do is bring them down together. So the, if you paid another four grand off, so you owe 51, he'll then bring your the value of the car down by the same. So he'll give you 59, down, 59 grand for it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I've so got your you. position is not right. going to be any worse. Right. Okay. So that's what they would do usually. That's how we used to do it because obviously occasionally you used to get factory orders. It was a lot easier when I was there because factory orders were like, I don't know, about 16 weeks. Now they're fucking 16 months, aren't they? They're longer than that. Yeah. But um, that's how we used to do it, yeah. So we used to just try and guarantee people's equity. Okay. So we'd just say, well, your situation's not going to get well, any that, worse. That's that's one way of doing it. And that's yeah. a good way of doing it for the customer because yeah. at least they know they're not in no man's land with taking it back in and thinking, oh shit, what, you know, where am I at now? Because it's been a year later. I mean, yeah. that's a long time, that. Yeah. So, but all I'm saying is, I don't know if, I don't know if we've got that agreement because uh, my wife's done it. So let's just see when it comes because it's only it's only at the weekend, which is two or three three days away, mm. and that car I think is going to get swapped over. And I'll tell I'll, you know I'll tell you what how it how it's come out. So that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, mm. yeah, it would be. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Um, but you get a rebate of interest. Don't forget. So I know that I know what you're saying about the payments that have come off it and stuff. But yeah, I'm if talking you sell about it early. You do get a good, good chunk yeah, of, of. I'm talking about interest. the end, the end result, and what goes back into your bank. Mm. Right. Forget like I know you get the rebates and stuff. They don't say, oh well, the four years amount of interest you've got to pay it all. I know you don't pay all that. You just pay up to and you get a little bit back and stuff. However, they calculate it. All I'm saying is. We've made £6,300 worth of payments. The car's worth the same as what we paid for. Mm-hmm. Paid for it, 63 So how much are we going to get back? Because if there was no interest, you would get 6300 back, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's just that's easy, isn't it? So let's see. And I've done this a few times on cars, and it's, and it's a lot. It's a lot because all the interest is right at the front. Yeah. So if you're paying... Um, say you're paying, I don't know, on a 60 grand car over four years, you're paying about 12 grand's worth of interest. So you'd think if you worked it out at three grand a year, yeah, 250 pound a month of interest, right? So in 30, we should seven, nine times that. So what's that? Just over two grand, mm-hmm. which actually is going to be more than. So that's 6,300. I reckon... You're probably talking more like three thousand and something. The the thing with um, cars, when I was selling cars and people were trying to get out of them after like I don't know six months, some people were having a car for six months and were like, right, I want to change my car. It's like you're fucking pissing in the wind. Um, you need you you know no one ever, nobody I ever sold cars with ever turned around to a customer and said, ah oh, yeah yeah you can fucking sell it whenever you want. Well, technically you can. You can now. You can. Well, no, no. Even then, technically, you could sell a car whenever you wanted, but that didn't mean to say that it wasn't going to cost you a fortune to to sell it yeah, uh, or to get rid of it and get something else. The difference then, when I was selling cars, was that although the interest is front-loaded, so your payments at the beginning, you're making the same amount of money on your payment, but obviously more of that payment is towards interest than it is paying off your, your, your capital of your car, right? So in that instance then, when I was selling cars, the biggest chunk of depreciation was at the beginning, right? So your first sort of year is when your car got hit the hardest. The first sort of six months is when your car get, gets hit the hardest, really. So you've had the biggest chunk of depreciation plus paid the smallest amount off your car. So people used to come in after six months and, and used to go to me, I put 10 grand in, 
and I've paid this amount a month, so I should have a, a good amount of equity in it. After six months, it's like, no, mate. Your 10 grand has literally just bought you a cheaper payment. Mm. And your car's depreciated by the most, and you've paid the most interest. So you're in negative equity, but that's how it's designed to run. Yeah. That's the reason why the agreement's over 48 months. The difference now and the reason why people are finding it a lot easier to to change cars now is because that chunk of depreciation in the first six months is nowhere near as big as it used to be. Not even close. In some instances... It's remain there isn't well, it's a gone chunk up. of it's depreciation. Gone the other way. Exactly, yeah. So although you have paid interest on your borrow amount and you've paid more of it up uh, up front and, and you know at the beginning, because your car in a lot of instances, depending on the car, obviously it isn't the same for every car, but the car is going to be in and around the ballpark of what you originally paid for it, not a million miles away. People are finding it a lot easier now to just move out of a move out of cars and into others whereas when I was selling cars if you had your car for six months there was fucking no chance unless you threw a shitload of money at it to get out of it which we never advised anybody to do because that's just you're literally just paying uh, negative equity it's it's pointless but yeah that's the reason why like so for instance my grey RS3 um, we bought that I can't even remember how much we paid for everything now 57 and a half ish yeah 57 and a half that's right because he did us yeah, he does two and a half grand off it, fifty-seven and a half grand, um, and then four months later, he bought it back off me for sixty thousand. Mm. So although I'd paid, because you was like, "For fucking hell, we're gonna you're gonna owe a lot more than you think," and actually, actual fact, it was a lot less because obviously the you, the bit the although your your interest is spread out over four years and you pay a lot more in the initial months, you still get a shitload of all the rest of the interest. Your forty-four months worth of interest you get back. Mm. Well. Going back to the original uh, reason we started this discussion on finances, if I bought a £350,000 car, I wouldn't want to owe all that money on the car for my own peace of mind. I'd want to put a chunk of money in. That's a mortgage you'd be owing. Yeah, you're fucking right. It's a fucking mortgage Uh, on a nice house as well. Up here, and some of you guys might be from down south, so a 250. If you was to put a 100 grand in, a £250,000 house up here, in certain parts, is all right. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Um, but if you put a hundred grand into a three fifty car, the two fifty, and then after I don't know six months, you're not really getting anywhere on you because you still got an RV on it. Yeah. So the RV, say the RV was a fifty percent balloon, right? Yeah. So that car in thirty one seventy five. So you're only actually paying off seventy five grand's worth of um, money. Yeah. Over the four years. So your payments are going to be lower. So you're not so difficult to do without a chart. So if you put a hundred grand in, your thing's going to be doing this. Then if you don't put any money in, it's going to be over here and it's going to be going quicker. But then sort of like the other one, they'll meet at the same point at the end. They'll they'll get to the same point. Yeah, the RV will be the same no matter how much you put in at the beginning. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Your balloon stays. The residual value of the car, that's what they're going to set the PCP on. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying is, after six months, if you put 100k in and you owe two, the car is there's 250 grand's worth of interest, right? And then after six months, you say, "Fucking, hell, I can't make the payments on this car. I'm going to have to sell it, yeah. or give it back, or do whatever. I, I don't know. Just sell it, right? Yeah. Um, you're not going to be in. You're going to still lose the same amount of money as you would do if you put nothing yeah, you just in. Paid for it up from, but you just You've got rid of the that payment. So worst case scenario, something happens and you just say, oh yeah, I need to sell it. At least then you don't have to top up yeah, you know, the, the money on the car. This brought me on to my point is that 
the reason why I always told people not to put a deposit in was because it, it's different with a 765 LT or anything like that now because the chances of that car being worth any different to what you've paid for it in six months' time, I'd be fucking stunned. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I suppose that's not a good example of a car, is it? But what is a good example? Well, nothing's really depreciating, well, is let's it? Say it's a, let's say it's a 25 grand A3, mm-hmm. right? Which would probably be a sport these days. I don't know, like a one-litre one sport. Um, and then in six months' time, it'd be, it's 20 grand. But if somebody was going to put a £5,000 deposit in, it's going to lose It's going to lose that straight away. Straight away, no matter what. But now it's probably not going to lose as, as, as much money. So you're more likely to get the money back that you are on about yeah, you're putting saying, in. You're saying that five grand, you you're going to lose it. That's only what you'd put in on the payment. So if you kept that car for four years, you're still putting this... In fact, you're paying less because there's less interest because you're putting five grand in, which brings the total... The total. £25 a month, roughly. Yeah. You bring it down. You're but what I'm saying is you're bringing the interest down as well. Yeah. And um, if you go over... I mean, the best way to do a car, if you can afford it, is a shorter PCP as possible. Oh, yeah. That's and, the same um, any, any kind of borrowing, though, isn't it? And put as much in as you can afford, in my opinion, to keep the interest down. When I got the when we got the RSQ3, the first one, it was 1,900 quid a month, but the interest was 2,200 on a 60,000 pound car, by the way, yeah. on a PCP. But if I would have done that 1% in on a 60 grand car, the interest is 12,000. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd save 10,000 by maxing out my payments. I mean, it's a 60 grand car paying 1,900 a month on a PC. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Why would you do that? And I did it because I didn't want to pay 12 grand of interest. No. That's the only reason. But then it's a catch-22 because we always looked at it in that you put the risk on the finance company. So that residual value, that RV, the balloon payment, is also you get out of jail free. So there was the odd instance where Porsche did it, actually. Porsche did it where they had diesel um, cars, and for a certain amount of time, they weren't buying diesel cars back. They weren't buying their own cars. Porsche, we used to do... um, uh, fuck were they called now we used to do it where Porsche dealerships within Jardine who I used to work for we used to contact them and say we've got a mint car here it's full Porsche service history it's three years old it's mint it's a perfect used car um, Macan or whatever a KN blah 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 diesel and they're like no we're not we're not buying diesels it's like yeah no but it's a Porsche though so it's you know it's one of your cars it's a retailable car it's like no we're not buying diesels so straight away that car is worth fuck all so it, it's it, the only way you're getting rid of that is yeah. by selling it to an independent or uh, we buy any car or privately if you, you don't want to mess up, if you're happy to mess about with people that just want to come drive a Porsche for a bit um, and that, that then is when you come to your residual value at the end and you, you can't offload it for a decent amount of money to Porsche you can retail the car you just go well there's the keys then fucking yeah, that's have it fine. back I don't want it but as you know, if you've ploughed a shitload of money into it, yeah. But as you know, I don't keep cars to the PCP. End. A lot of people do. So there's two types of buyer. There's me that I don't keep till the end of the period, no matter if it's two years, four years, three years. All the more reason to not put all that money in then. Yeah, because if I'm not keeping it, then I need to make sure I'm paying as little interest as possible. Because when I want to, when I want to get rid of the car. If, no, complete opposite. No, no, it isn't. It is. It fucking isn't. If you were keeping it for the full term, yeah, the way you're doing it put is absolutely li- bang on. Put as little in as possible. No. Well, of course it is. No, it's not. Because you, you, like you said, at the end of that term, at the end of that term, you're just giving it back. So yeah. you couldn't care less 
whether it's worth a, a quid or you are or literally doing it the opposite way around. No, I'm not. You are, yeah, because if you was keeping it for the full term, you have you are guaranteed to pay all of the interest. Yeah. Right. If you're getting rid of it after six to twelve months, yeah, you're only paying six to twelve months worth of interest. Yeah, I, I understand not the, what you're not saying. Not the full amount. But what I'm saying is, if I do, if I do one percent in, right? So yeah. you're paying you're paying more interest over that period of time. If I keep it for six months, yeah, and I put one percent in, right? Yeah, and if I keep it for six months and put twenty percent in, I'm paying more interest. Doing one percent. On one percent, yeah. But you're also the thing Which is, means the car's costing me more money. So when I come to get rid of it, then I'll have spent more to get to that six month point. No, I don't I don't think I don't think no, you no. would do. You, you, of course you would. Because you pay paying more interest. The, the it's risk the if you think if you just put one percent in and your payments say are hundred and twenty five pounds let I don't know, for every thousand pounds it's roughly twenty five pounds a month, give or take on a four year PCP, right? You if you are only going to keep it for six to 12 months, I mean, regardless, you're going to, in the days when I was selling cars, you'd be in negative equity anyway. So whether you put money in, you'd lose it. Or whether you didn't, you'd lose it anyway. Then now you're less likely to lose all your money, whatever you put in. But your payment, you've just got to calculate how much money you pay, not interest, just how much money you're paying. Because if you get if what you, you mean, it's the six you're still, months. You're still paying more interest if you don't put a bigger deposit in because the six, say six percent on sixty grand is more than six percent on fifty grand. So if you put ten grand in, you're only financing fifty grand. So six percent on fifty grand is less than six percent on sixty grand. So that's sixty grand. Yeah, I know what you're saying over the four years, but even so. The interest over the first six months, you're going to be paying more interest because overall the interest is higher. It's, it's well, yeah, it's APR, isn't it? So yeah. it calculates so, interest on a yearly basis based on whatever your balance is. And if you put more in, you can technically, in, well, in theory, do it over a three-year PCP, which again is limited, limiting the amount of. I get where you come. I get where you're coming from on the interest. You know, if you'd you get rid of it same, after six months, you'd have to keep the same. This is based on the same term. So if you was just PCP in a car over four years, for instance, if you knew you were selling it in six months' time, getting rid of it, you wanted to get rid of it, or if you knew on a four-year PCP you were going to keep it after your four years, then I'd say if you were definitely keeping it, plough as much money in it as you can. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whereas if you're not keeping it, don't, because you're fucking it off if, in six months' time. But if you put 1% in, um, if, you, if you do a four-year PCP and put 10 grand in, then do the, and do the complete four years, right? The, mass, the, the amount of interest on that would be barely fuck yeah, all. But you still it'd ten be about hundred quid. Nah, it'd be way more. On, ten, on ten grand over six months. I'm telling you now, the difference in payment yeah, on, on six months. Yeah, the difference on, in on payment, six months, but it's still more. That's what I'm getting at. But the difference in but it's payment. still more. You said it's the other way around. There. Yeah, but it's still more. It's still more. You're paying. You're putting the ten grand in, but if you're selling the car before the end of the term, which I always do, you've got to pay off the balance of the car, otherwise you can't get rid of it. So the balance is going to be lower. If you put 1% in, you're going to pay more interest, which means you're the finance company, regardless of whether it's 100 quid or whatever, you st which would be, I think would be more than that over six months. Got to be, because you're putting 10 grand a year um, extra. Well, over four years is 2,400. So, and then that's if you keep it all that time, which yeah, probably makes sense actually, um, because it's 12 grand over over a four-year period. So if I was keeping a car 
if I wanted to give the car back after four years, I would definitely just put 1% in. No, that's like the complete opposite way. That is the complete... Because like you say at the end, it doesn't matter whether the car's worth... But you paid all that interest. Well, you, but you're saying do it the other way, the other no. way around. It's no, wrong. It's wrong the other way. No. It is wrong the other way. No, because you're... The interest that you're paying, the total amount of interest that you're paying yeah. over six months compared to 48 months... Yeah. You, you're going to pay all the interest I know, if you keep the I car know. for four years. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't keep... So why wouldn't you if, put more... If you've got access to more cash, Yeah. why would you not put a massive deposit in? If so, you were going to so, keep it for the full four years, why would you not do that? So what you're saying that for both. You said it's the other way around. So if you're going to get rid of it, you'd put 1% in. And if you was going to keep it, you'd put a bigger amount in. Yeah. So you just put a bigger amount in either way. Well, if you can... Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. Well, I yeah, still, obviously that's a perfect scenario, wouldn't, but isn't But I still it? wouldn't advise it because you just got to work out, regardless of the internet, uh, the uh, interest, over a six-month period, mm-hmm. your payments and the amount of interest you pay is fuck all. You'd be surprised. I'll tell you right now, on that, on that e-tron, you'll see after seven months, we'll have paid shitloads. What I'll I'm saying right is... Because I've done it loads of times. What I'm saying is it's fuck all in comparison to keeping the car for four years. Of course, yeah. That's because so, because you're paying three thousand two hundred probably, instead of twelve thousand. Well, you're probably paying four thousand in that foot in the first year, and then it'll be three thousand. Then it'll be two thousand. It'll probably be a grand in the last year. I agree. There's no point in getting rid of that car in the last year because we worked it out on the GTR. That car was costing me next to nothing at the end of the finance period because I'd paid most of the interest off the finance. In if you can afford to put the money in the car, then to me, you've got depreciation of the car and, de- and then finance um, cost. If you can limit the finance cost, then you're going to limit the amount the car costs you because if you keep it the whole four... I get what you mean about the four years, keeping it the whole four years. I'm not on about that. I'm on about like the first six months, regardless of, you're still paying part of that um, £12,000 because on a, on a 1% in... It's about twelve grand on a sixty grand car. I've seen the figures enough to know that um, on any sixty grand car. So if you can put ten grand in, um, yeah, you borrow amount then is fifty you, grand. You borrow amount, so you're not paying twelve grand's worth paying, of interest. No, so at the end of ten grand's worth at the end of six months, regardless of whether it's a smaller amount of interest, which it is, um, you're still paying less of a smaller amount of interest because your borrow amount isn't as much. That's what I'm saying. So. When it comes to, for me, that's why I put money into a car because I want to limit the interest. The, 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 the value of the car is irrelevant. I know I'm going to sell, I'm never going to keep it four years unless I go into a car and I think, yes, I'm 100% going to keep it. But circumstances change. Even if you said, yeah, I'm going to keep it, you probably change your mind anyway and think, oh, I need the money out of this car. I'm going to get rid of it. Oh, I need to release that finance payment. I'm going to get rid of it. But the... Um, the bottom line with putting 1% is if you're keeping it four years, you're making them payments. Well, you, if it's a 50% balloon on a 60 grand car, you're paying 42 grand in four years. Mm-hmm. If you put... Is that ten, about 800 quid a month? Roughly. Um, eight, well, yeah, it's probably nine, isn't it? It's probably 900. Um, if you put... I don't know. Say... All right, well, do it the other way. Not that you can do it this way, but if you put 30 grand into that and you and made your payments like two quid a month, mm. 
I mean, they wouldn't let you put that much in, surely, would they? No. They want something off you. Um, then you're paying 30 grand, more or less, because there's no interest. Well, there is interest on the 30 grand. Yeah, you're paying, it, yeah. You, so you're still paying some, but you're paying 6% on 30 grand instead of 6% on yeah, 60 so grand. Still what? Does that still work out at about five, four or five grand? It's probably half, yeah. So you're saving, by putting all that money in, you're saving six grand over a four-year period. I get what you mean. The amount of interest is is not a lot. Mm-hmm. And it isn't a lot because if you get rid of the car after six months, it's still something. Um, and that's if you do a four-year PCP. Like I say, I did an 18-months PCP on the, on the RSQ3. I think I did a 5% balloon because I wanted to treat it as a HP, but they don't do HP on new cars. No. It, they'll no, they'll go right down to they'll just max out the mileage, saying you're doing like thirty thousand miles a year and stuff, just to lower the RV as as much as you can. Because if you break it down to the car value, you're happy paying the car value. It's just the interest for me. Mm. And I know someone's borrowing the, the money, and that's fine. I don't to borrow money, you've got to pay interest. Um, but I just want to limit the interest at the same time. So if I can pay six percent a year for eighteen months, then you know I'm not paying much, am I? And that's that's the only thing for me. I'd try and limit the interest in every scenario. Yeah, which is you know, which is fair enough. The the way in which I would finance a car over six months, if you was changing it every six months, whatever that car may be, is I'd I'd be making the the cash that I had in the bank, I'd be making it do other things. You could you could make more money with that cash doing other things definitely not crypto at the minute although you probably a good time to buy in because it's worth fuck all but you could make that money do more than you could saving the interest in the six months if there's you, better things for if, that, that money if to you do. knew yeah if you could make money off that that's the, the case in it yeah. i mean if you've got 100 grand in the bank what would you put it into house probably but that's the problem now you know um i was talking to someone yesterday at awesome and he was going through the process of buying a house. And um, they said, they just you're getting out of bid. So houses that are worth like 100 grand, you're just getting out of bid on by 20 grand. Or like a house that's worth 100 grand is now people expecting 20 grand, uh, 120 grand on them. Yeah. So even putting money into houses now, I know bricks and mortar over a long period of time. I mean, when it crashed, you know, in 2008, you know, obviously, people lost money on houses then. Shitloads. So yeah. there is going to be, there is going to be some sort of, not even a crash, but there's going to be a plateau surely soon because it can't keep doing that. So it's going to have to plateau. And they're talking about putting the uh, interest rate up, or they might have already done it. I don't know. Um, but if interest rates do go up, then these cars, these new cars coming out on six point, is it six point four Audi finance, VW finance? It depends on the car. It used to be 5.9, though. The interest rates are all different. Every single new car is different interest rate. Right, well, yeah, I know it's 6.4, and I'm sure we used to get the 5.9, so it's gone up a little bit. But if Depends the, on the car, yeah. Depends well, on what car you have. Well, that's what I'm saying. I bought the same car, RSQ3. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Just, we oh, so that one's... Got, oh, right, I didn't yeah. know you was on about the same car. Yeah, yeah. So it's gone up by half a percent. Yeah. Then if they put the interest rates up by a quarter percent or whatever then it's going to go up even more. And, you know, car prices are going up as well. Mm, yeah, so at what point is it going to come to, and used car prices are going up. So I don't believe the economy or the people buying the cars now can carry on buying cars because if interest rates goes up, prices are going to go up. Prices of cars are going up. 
second-hand prices, and then new prices, they're all going up um, in their own ways and stuff, even taking stuff out. I mean, you don't even get um, a wireless phone charger in the RS3 because there's a chip shortage. Yeah, they took that out. They took out, I think as well, they took out the... Um, there's TPMS, but there's not... You know, like the individual... Um, tire pressure monitoring so you can mm. actually see what the tire pressures are right. I can't seem to find that anywhere so I think I've got a TPMS which will tell you oh but it's based on wheel speed it's not actually based on other shit so they don't, it, the car knows you've got a puncture or a flat based on wheel speed a wheel speed sensor um, whereas the grey one I had the launch edition had um, individual so you could see what the tire pressures were of each individual wheel so that ain't on this car so and this is supposed out. to be a higher spec, but that's probably been took out because of um, the chip shortage um, and the phone charger, yeah, wireless phone charger. Well, like I say, we didn't get should have. Oh, and the cameras, the 360 cameras, although I found out about, about that. It should have had 360 cameras, but they took that out and took £600 off the price of the car. But all because so, of, the, sem- all yeah. of the semiconductor thing. So basically, it's not actually a Vorsprung, is it? No. Because to me... It's like a half assed one. I remember getting the first Vorsprung. Um, I think it was that. Was it that? Um, Q5 Q5 yeah and it was like loads of, the, of shit on that one of the big things about it was the 360 degree cameras even though to be fair you don't really use them because mm. there's too much to look at because you're looking at the screen and there's all kinds of shit going on reversing camera 360s it's good going through a drive through if you want to see where your wheels are you yeah. don't want to curb yeah. and it's good if you want to go through like the the the, uh, the uh, car parks with the tight entrances tight exits it's good for that but you know not having it I'd rather just pay the 600 and have it, and put it on the price of the car, pay the extra, whatever, 10 or a month interest, not interest, payments and stuff, which is a little bit more interest as well. Um, but that's that's the worrying thing. These cars are, are like the top the top spec, but you're getting less now. Mm, you are, yeah. And the, I mean, whether the excuse is justified or not, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it is. I don't think it's just Audi. There's loads of other manufacturers that are giving you a little bit less for your uh, for your money now and getting away with it, um, but yeah, that's you know that's the the facts of the matter. I didn't actually know it was coming without a wireless phone charger until I actually picked it up. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. There's cameras I knew about, three sixty cameras I knew about, but the wireless phone charger I didn't. I mean, the, the three sixty cameras, in my opinion, there are you could do without it. But well, I've got a reverse camera, and to be honest, I don't use that. The wireless phone charger is quite handy. Mm, I use that all the time. You know, now I've got a cable. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can retrofit that wireless phone charger. If anybody knows, I'll speak to parts at Audi anyway, but if anybody knows whether you can retrofit a wireless phone charger, not one of them vent things, you know, where the cable comes up and you just put your phone on Mm. and the the actual vent mount is a wireless charger. I don't want one of them. Just want it down in the little cubby hole that I had it in. It was sound. Well, what will be interesting is the RSQ3 coming is, should have most of the stuff, if not everything. That your old one had? Well, that yours has got because yours is a Vorsprung. Same money in it. This is coming. This is a Vorsprung. So it'd be interesting to see if it's got the cameras, mm. which I don't know if it has or not. But I, I, I don't know. My wife's getting into it, so, um, and whether it's got the wireless phone charger. Be interesting to find out. Um, yeah, it's a massive shame, really, because well, you know, stuff is supposed to be more stuff now is supposed to be a standard throughout these trim levels, and they've obviously taken it away. And, you know, I understand what they do. You don't mind as long as they say, right, it's cheaper. Um, you know, we're, we're, i.e. the 360 cameras. We can't honour that because we don't have enough semiconductors to go around. So we're taking that out. You're just having a reverse camera. There are some cars lower down in the range, like A1s and A3s, that aren't coming with parking sensors. 
Oh dear, that's but, dangerous. But do come with a reverse camera because there's less semiconductors in a reverse camera than there is in parking sensors. So you've got a camera mm. to see what you're about to hit, but you can't hear that if you're about to hit it. Would you rather have... Sensors all day long. And not a camera. All day. I don't use a camera. Yeah, I think I'm used to using a camera. So in my own mind, I'm like, yeah, I'd prefer a camera. But no, I think, no, I probably would prefer the sensors rather than a camera, even though I really do. I don't rely on a camera because I pass my test without a camera. But I just had that many cars now with, with a camera. Yeah. And it's one of the things that if I didn't get a camera in a car, I wouldn't have it because I'd be like, well, no, I want a camera because I'm used to a camera. So anyway. On to more interesting and pressing matters. Go on. What's going on with your C63? Well, it was in the... We took it to MB Tech last week, and it's still in there as of today. But the only reason it is, is we start from the beginning. The wheel speed sensor, that's been fixed, and that was causing, by the looks of it, we've not gone back in, so we've not properly tested it. But at this moment, it looks like that was throwing up all the the lights on the dash. Yeah. Um, it's been serviced. Uh, the gearbox oil has been changed, filter. Um, the As they were servicing it, there was something stuck under the seat, which has knocked the motor, passenger seat. So the seat was actually twisting, wouldn't go back and two. It was like going back and then it went like that. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Weird. And so that needs fixing. There's a motor fix from Merck, which will probably be a fortune. It's a common fault. Yeah, everything <laughs> is a common fault on that car. Um the sunroof supposedly is a little bit iffy, so maybe it'll clean out needs, and that'll fix that. Needs a bit of grease. Yeah, so I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, the... Spring. Spring was broken. Near side front. Yeah, that was broken. So that was on back order. That's why it's still in, but that has been replaced as yeah. of today. But they've still got to do the... The rear brake lines were corroded. Um, common fault. Um, they're they're going to fix them. They're just going to run some, feed some new ones in. Mm. And, uh, I always thought brake lines were made of, is it copper or copper. brass? Copper. copper. I always yeah. thought they were made of copper. I thought that was just a normal, because obviously copper doesn't rust, does it? So um, I was like, surely that's just no, a, I think so. that's, you know, that's what they, everyone made brake lines out of, but clearly not. Well, the guys were saying, um, no, they don't. They're still made out of steel or something. I had some custom, well, I had some new ones done for my M3 track car, and yeah. they they ran. You could see them running through the car. They were all copper, so um, yeah, that was that. That's been done. That's probably still got to be done. And um, so I'm thinking, yeah, everything's going to be fine on it. Um, I don't think there was anything else. No brake lines, spring seat, sunroof service. The so gearbox it, was obviously playing up, but without testing it we've not tested it yet but apparently there's um the 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 wheel speed sensor fixes the gearbox the gearbox was shitting itself in fact the fault it did say the fault was an electronic fault based on the, all the other faults with the gearbox there was a gearbox fault in the history but it was related to all the other faults which were related to the wheel speed sensor so we're pretty sure that the gearbox and when he emptied the gearbox fluid he said oh it doesn't look like it's that old no, I was, I was quite upset about that because it looks, it's it's blue, but it looks green under light. And he said it's it's clean. Fresh. It looks looks clean. So yeah. clean as far as, you know, it could have been changed 
a few thousand miles ago, who knows? But it wasn't on the system. He brought it up on the Merck system, the database, and it showed all the other stuff that's been done, which brings you back to that app. The app. I'll stick just, it in uh, there. Yeah, hey, that was a, that because, was a seamless link then. Yeah, right? yeah. I like what you've done there. Linking to something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, that's it's bang on for stuff like that. Mm. You know, for a new owner, new perspective owner, particularly something that's done 150,000 miles. Has it? 140-odd. 50, yeah, just coming up to. miles, which is a shitload of miles for a car, particularly, um, you know, a, a premium sort of prestigious car like a C63 because that was a shitload of money when it was new, right? Yeah, 10 yeah. years ago. So, uh, so yeah, it's a, you know, it's a lot of miles and for to have that history in an app where the, the previous owner can just say, yeah, you know, I don't know, like tap your phone, like an NF, NFC type thing where they just go, yeah. bosh, there you go and it just transfers and you've got then all the information and you'd actually be able to see the receipt because I'm assuming that's all it was, a little bit of documentation to say, yeah, yeah. it's had a, I've got a it. gearbox I, oil change. I think it is actually in the car. With it, what the document that says it's had a gearbox oil change? No, the, um, I was going to say the um, just all the other stuff that he brought up. That's right. actually in the car, but yeah. again, it's paperwork. Paperwork gets lost in yeah, it. Yeah, of course it does. It's and it's the same as losing your password, but you can also do a password password reset, can't mm. you? Yeah, but yeah, so that's all going to be done on the car. But I think I'm at the point where I'm probably going to get rid of that car. Ooh, controversial. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I thought he was doing a black series kit and big wang and make it yellow and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I was, but. I think I've got interests in other areas where I want to get the M3 sorted out. Right. Um, so you, so right. Hang on. Let me just get this right. So the C63, which is the car that you prefer driving. Yeah. You're getting rid of the M3 that you hate driving. You're not getting rid of. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. I hope you're all keeping up with this because this is this but, is Leroy's logic. But I've got the welcome sequen- to Leroy's logic hour. <laughs> I've got the uh, straight cut box for the uh, that needs to go in the S15. That's going in the M3 briefly. Um, <laughs> I, I've already spoke to Shaq at Performance M, and his, he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it, but <laughs> he's going to do it. He's going to turbo the uh, the M3. Right. Um, and I think I'll have more enjoyment playing around with the M3, even though I've had one and I've done stuff to it, not turboed it, but I've made one a track car. I think I'll have more fun doing stuff with the M3 than the Mercedes. Um, I like the Mercedes. It's, it is a good car. It's a nice daily driving car. It's got some character. You know, it goes. It goes. Yeah. When you put your foot down, it goes. You can get around a track. Mm. Fairly decent. You can go drifting if you want. Yeah. What more do you want? It's got a lot of strings. You know, yeah, it has, yeah. It's, so, it's ticking nearly every box. It is a lot. So you're fucking it off. But I think, um, yeah, I think I am. Because I'd rather put that money into doing something on the M3. Right. I think I'll have a more interesting car in the M3. Fair play. Um, and, you know, the house is costing me a fortune. So I haven't really got... And then, and then there's the S15, which fuck, fuck knows how much that's going to cost. And I just don't think I've got the money at the moment to focus on, well, not that I can focus on these cars because the S15 is taking ages. The M3 will take as long as it takes for me to book it in and, and get it going. But I think, yeah, I need to sort myself out a daily driving car. I need to get rid of one of the cars and it ain't going to be the S15 and I don't think the M3, even though I would sell the M3 and the C63, I think I need I need a little project car that I can just chip away at. And I think that's the M3. Got the gearbox for it. I've got in my own mind what I want to do with it. Um, so, so this so, is yeah. where I this is where I come in with my um, logic. So this mm-hmm. is Benji's logic hour. Okay, although yep. it's not an hour, 
right? Well, it's the last half hour, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is, I know that the gearbox, it's a universal gearbox within reason, right? It'll fit a lot of cars with the correct bell housing. Yeah. Right. So that gearbox could fit the S15, mm-hmm. right? With the right, with the correct bell housing to a 2J. But however, my my thoughts on it are, and you guys will have to let us know on uh, on Patreon and then eventually YouTube, just let us know anyway, because when it comes to Lee buying and selling cars, shit takes forever anyway, so we'll have plenty of time with this. But um, as you, he's nodding because he knows, <laughs> he knows what he's like when it comes to buying and selling cars. Yep. Um, what I reckon he should do instead is the M3, he's, you had a track car, M3 46, for, was it eight years? Eight years, yeah. Stripped it all out, did shit loads to it, um, bought custom wheels and custom kits and roll cages and all kinds of shit. It was a full-on, full-track spec car, right? Yeah. You didn't do anything to the engine, did you? You left that alone. No, it was completely standard, yeah. Right, and it, it went and went and went. Oh, it fucking... Yeah. So bullet, you don't think bullet, you'll have... Bulletproof. And obviously it'll remain bulletproof when you strap a turbo to one that's done 150-odd thousand miles, won't it? Yeah. No. So <laughs> the majority of the time this car's going to end up being off the road and not driven. Guarantee it 100% right. But it can so, get rebuilt. The engine can get rebuilt, can't it? Yeah, it can. But that, as we know, with anything, any project we have, it takes months and months and months. And people get frustrated because projects take forever. But, but, sorry to cut you in. Yeah. It's better to rebuild a high mileage engine than a low mileage. Yeah, it is. Because you're rebuilding it anyway, so doesn't really matter does it yeah but what i propose is to just not fucking rebuild anything because it takes for f- forever right, okay. um so what i'm saying is if you felt fallen out of love with the c63 and i used to no, no, notice no. my bleach I've... mark on my sleeve no oh yeah but I well, that's what he was looking at i've got um, i've got a bleach mark on my sleeve have you got any pink have you got any black dye i don't think anything i need a sharpie or something that's f- fooked so what i'm saying I is i don't i haven't fallen out of love with the c63 right i just think it's um it's sort of like it's like having what what could, could you compare it against? I can't compare it off the top of my head. I've got three. I've got these three things: S fifteen, E forty six, and then um, C sixty three. I don't think I've got. I've not got space here for all three of them. Yeah, I can't concentrate with them three. Yeah. Because the S15 stresses me out enough. Mm. And the car shouldn't stress you out, really, should it? Shouldn't do. But it, but it is stressing me out because it's taking, taking a while to get anything done on it. Um, and I know Kyle at SK Tuning, we did say, just fit it in in between. And he's dead busy. And, you know, just shit happens. He's busy and we you know, struggling to get it done. Uh, the C63, I think he's like two years down the line by the time I get around to doing that. Because, like I say, the house is taking up a lot of my money at the moment. Um, and then my other business is taking up. I'm working in that other business tomorrow. Yeah, because that's why we've got to squeeze this podcast in today. And I just feel that's taking up time and stuff. And I just feel like I've got a lot of things going on at the moment. Right. So you what? So you don't think then that turboing and putting a sequential box on an E46 M3 um, that Shaq's never done either of those two things. Potentially rebuilding the engine when it does go when it, it goes though, when it goes bang. This is all going to take months and months and months and months, isn't it? Okay, right. So instead of doing Thanks that, for being optimistic. No, well, it? it's true, isn't it? Because every all of our projects just take take forever. Everything takes ages, and it's frustrating for you guys because you just want to see some shit finished, as do we, and nothing really has been finished. Hold where you're going on to. Yeah, I just want to briefly say, remind us to talk about the RS4 event. Because oh yeah, because that's fucked as well. Yeah. Um. So, and that we've had that twelve months. That's another car we've had for twelve months, and that's just been a simple strip out and fix the bodywork. You won't believe what's happened to that. We'll tell you in a minute. Uh, 
but what I reckon you should do is sell them both and buy a Mark II Focus RS. That's well, what I reckon you should do. You've got a point. Mm, because the um, M3 is going to end up being a track car because you won't want to drive it on the road. No. Um, and we've got a track car in the RS4 that's a, obviously a mint track car, 600 horsepower, sequential. When it's not mint. broke, guarantee that'll fucking, it'll just go pop and then you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, and I've got to rebuild this and rebuild this and it'll yeah. just take forever. I think... Um, I think what I want it for is I've done shitloads of track days now. I've done more track days than, than you need to do. I enjoy doing them. But when I seen that hill climb the other day, I've never done a hill climb before. And I've seen them. I've just never been. I've never even been to watch one. That was the first one I've been to watch. And I never even went up. I went up as a passing. Goodwood. That's a proper hill climb. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But that was a light, little one, wasn't it? It was like th- mm. 30 seconds up, th- yeah. 35 seconds up. Yeah. Dead quick. Goodwood's a bit of a trek yeah it's a long it's a good one um yeah obviously one of the most iconic hill climbs in it but i'm talking about the one we went to yeah was like chelsea you stood at the you stood at the start and went up yeah and i just think i wouldn't mind having to go at a few of them because it's just something different and it was dead chilled out wasn't it yeah just got in the queue smashed it up did a little burnout to get your tires tires warmed up and you just went to the top waited Five or ten minutes, you all come back down together. And it was just like, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, it was very laid back with safety, obviously, in mind as well. But it was laid back. And I just think, oh, I fancy a few of them. But obviously, I'd need a car. But I think the the M3 turboed going up there would be a good hill climb car. Potentially. If it can get the power down, going like that, rear wheel drive. But that's another thing as well. I'm not too bothered about like, oh, I've done it in 21 seconds and stuff. It's just having some fun up on, up the hill, you know. I reckon you'd have more of a laugh as we did on the um, spring break cannon run. You'd have more of a laugh trying to get the C63 up the hill. <laughs> yeah, one wheel's just be spinning on the spot, won't it? Fucking smoke everywhere. Yeah. The paddock, it'd look like, um, what's it called? <laughs> Stars in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be, I definitely, if I did hill climbs in that car, I'd have to get a diff in it. Yeah. There's I would 100% smoke everywhere. Because it's terrible, that. I mean, imagine trying to get up there. I reckon with a diff in, that car would get up that hill pretty well, you know. Mm, with a proper diff. Yeah, with a proper diff. But that's my uh, that's my thought process process on it because I just think you would get more satisfaction. I understand the whole hill climb thing. I get that. We've got cars that could do that. We'd do it in the RS3, do it in your GTR. Mm. I know there's no reason why you couldn't, you know, all that kind of stuff. The I think you get more enjoyment out of finding a high mileage Mark II Focus RS that some chavs had hold of, <laughs> um, that's fucked about with the wheels and put them vents in and put like loads of put wind deflectors in the windows and all that Ooh. kind of shit. I honestly think you would have more satisfaction. I remember what you was, and we didn't. You didn't even fall in love with the Mark III Focus RS, but I remember what you was like when you was taking the wind deflectors off it and the mud flaps, and you was like oh, look, this is how it should have been out in the factory. I fucking love Ford Focus RSs, me, mate. And then, you know, you did it all. and you, you Yeah, we could have them fucking mud flaps and wind deflectors. <laughs> That's not how it come out of the factory. Don't fucking put stuff on it. It really winds me up. With If it was anything else, could be anything else. I'm not asked. Crack on. But Ford have spent decades doing RS stuff. It's got a heritage. Yeah. You know, and then fucking someone puts a wind deflector on it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, arguably... People chav the Mark II up more because they've been around a bit longer as well. But they've yeah. chavved the Mark II up more than oh. they have the Mark III. They've chavved the Mark II up more than did the Mark One. You look at a Mark One now. I seen one yesterday, and um, I 
apart from you see the odd few with the wheels, different wheels, and the stock ones are fine. Yeah. Are they the star ones, the stock ones, or are they not the stock I think they ones? are five-spoke, yeah. Are they? But they're, um, I think they're always heads. Mm. Um, but they're, they're fine. The stock yeah. wheels are fine. They're nice. You know, um, you don't really see that many that have been butchered. But for some reason, people went mad on the Mark II. I don't know why. I don't know whether aftermarket places just said, oh, this Focus RS, yeah, let's bring a load of stuff out that people will put on. Like, I've seen bonnet bonnet vents, uh, not bonnet vents, uh, wing vents, you know, like um, GT3 RS, the thing. I was like, the front end just looked like... I don't Somebody had been at it with a hacksaw. Yeah. Fucking leave it alone. And then we've seen that one at BD Performance that time. Oh, uh, um, Mikey, Roll- yeah. Mikey Rollins or Rollins. I've forgotten. Sorry, dude. He won't be watching this anyway. But yeah, that one. But to be fair, we, he did... Um, he was a good sport. He, with he that, was a good he? sport because we, we ripped him for that. Yeah. Chopping holes in the roof, chopping holes in the bonnet, chopping holes out of everywhere, really, wasn't he? Well, and, and um, that, to me, right, you imagine the content that you would get and the appreciation you get from the Ford fanboys of getting hold of his car and putting that back to factory. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. And I think content-wise, it'd be better. I think um, uh, for the f- for the audience, it'd be better seeing a car put back to factory how it should have been when it was made, um, rather than having an another car that you strap a turbo to and it blows up, and then you're like, oh, it's in the fucking garage again, and then it's like, yeah, it's been there for months, and we've, you know, we've got to do this, and the drive sna- drive shafts have snapped, so we've got to get I've got upgraded a one of them. One. That's the prop shaft. I'm on about the drive shaft. Oh, the drive. On the, uh, oh, then the yeah. M3, yeah. Um, and then, oh, it needs a new diff because the diff's done 150,000 miles and that's fucked. And I just think you'd be like, mm, I Well, it'll know. need a diff anyway. Mm. So I just think as a as a project, that to me just screams another, I mean, how long have we been doing this now? 20 months, did we say? Yeah, it's coming up to two years, yeah. I think it just screams another two-year project that people will just be like, oh, fucking hell, this is just going to take ages again <laughs> to do. And then, and then, like, they lose interest in it. And I, I've got another idea. Go on. Check this out, right? Just thought of this. Yeah. Instead of these two-year projects, let's buy a car and not tell anyone. Do all the work on it and then drop the video once a week. Perfect. And then nobody's like, oh, it took you two years. Well, it did take two years, but we've released it in, like, three weeks. We've already done Bang, it all. done. Yeah. So, so. good. So expect them videos then in two years' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, you've got a point. And I did enjoy driving that Mark II Focus. I really enjoyed it. I mean, he went to the extreme, didn't he, with the tune and stuff. Was that 500 horsepower, did he say? 410. 410-ish. So all right, maybe not the extreme. That's not like you know silly, silly as, but is it? Drove well. But, for you know, 410. And that, that for me, because we've got a good relationship with the guys at Collins Performance, um, yep. they've said that you know any kind of Ford project that we get that they would they'd love to to work on it with us and and do some uh, tuning things like that. So yeah, I think that the um, it'd be a, a shorter turnaround. I think people would appreciate even if you did have to sell it, which would be a massive shame. But you can get high mileage ones for. I mean, they're still expensive in in reality, but they're reasonable in terms of how much you can buy a Mark II Focus RS for. And we found what was that one that had done? Un, was it hundred thousand miles? It was like sixteen grand. Or yeah, something. It done hundred well into the hundred. It was uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, and let's be honest, it's probably had a hard life, hasn't it? But a bit of TLC from yours truly, the yeah. the self confessed Ford fanboy. Do you know what I would love to do that? Yeah, mm. I would love to get a, a focus back to yeah as it should be. I mean, be. you just find the chaviest one. I mean, 
Mikey's fucking not going to be too difficult, is it? No, Mikey's is is the um, epitome of that. Like that, maybe not Chavi. He's gone. You need like every a, body panel changing. Is <laughs> he's a WRC inspired one, isn't it? So he's it's gone inspired like inspired by and then, something, and then like Group B WRC. Oh, he's gone full. <laughs> yeah, you'd expect to see that on like some. Well, in the Welsh GB rally. Yeah, you would. But um, it'd be great, I think, to get hold of something like that and then and then make it just so, right, you know, there's the keys. It looks like it's literally just rolled off the production line. Mm. Bosh, there you go. Well, yeah. And then I could enter it in that rally as well. And then you could, yeah. Because you can put them in. You yeah. can enter that, I think. Yeah. We've seen loads of old stuff when we went to it at Chester that time. But, um, yeah. That's my little two penniths anyway. Mm. You guys let us know what you think instead. Um, I, the, I think it'd be great to see an E46 M3. It's been in an accident. There's bits that could have been repaired better, whatever. There's still some bodywork that needs to be sorted out. The the floor pan in the back, I think, is is moving quite a bit. Um, so there's still a bit to do before it potentially would get moved on, if it did get moved on. But I just think it could it could well, very yeah. quickly become a, a, a long another... Yet another long-term project, and that's the only thing that, that well, concerns me. So, yeah. Do we keep the E46, keep the C63, keep the S15, or do we sell one of them, two of them, all of them, don't bother with the S15, you know, and just start something completely new, start a new a new slate with cars? Because I've still got the 2J. What about putting the 2J into the M3? Yeah, you could do, but again... That's that, been done, though. Yeah, it has been what done. What about putting a 2J into the C63? <laughs> <laughs> I think that if that C63 sounded shit, then I'd say, yeah, do it, but the C63 sounded... But if you Google C63 2J... I bet no, I bet no one's done it. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, but no, that's uh, that's what I think. Because I also think as well, you had a Mark II Focus RS, a white one, with all the looks packs, whatever, all this one and two and the shell seats and all that stuff. But you had, I feel like you had a bit of unfinished business with it because you oh, had yeah, it definitely. and it was and it was playing up and there was electric faults and you put it into reverse and the sat-nav come on and stupid shit like that. Instead so of I, reversing camera. Instead of the camera, yeah, which, you know, is, is just funny. I, th- I think that's hilarious. But amongst a lot of other... Time, <laughs> amongst <laughs> a lot of other faults that it had, like the bolsters in the seats kept fucking up and... and was it twice while you had it or something? Uh, this seat's got replaced at 3,000 miles. Which is... That's, just because, like, the bolsters, are, it was just worn... Just shit. Just a shit batch of Recaros. Yeah, which is... 900 quid, them seats each at the time. Madness. Going back to 2000. Probably more than that now. Oh, there'd be more than that now, yeah. Um... But that's what I I think. You've had an E46, and although you've not turboed it and put a sequential in it, you've fucking done almost everything there is to do to an E46. Yeah. Whereas Mark II Focus, and the amount of times I've seen you see a Mark II Focus and gone, he's put them fucking black vents on the bonnet, and he's fucking sprayed his wheels black, and he's fucking done this, and he's fucking done that, wind deflectors this, and I just think, we'll get one then and put it back to factory. Do you know what? As much as we talk about these projects and stuff, do you know the biggest problem we have is we can't do the work ourselves, which we're self-confessed. We're, there's no point in picking up a spanner or a ratchet or anything. We just don't know what we're doing. Nor do we have the passion to actually be able to attempt to do it because we, we get stuck at the first hurdle. And then we're on YouTube and then we're just like, we haven't got a garage. And then there's loads of hurdles and it's making excuses, but it's a fact. We're outside, it's either raining or it's roasting. You know, we, we'd have to get all the... We'd need a garage, basically. But then... So if we had a garage with just a mechanic who, or a technician, whatever you want to call people these days, and just said, right, we're doing this project this week, and you're just giving projects, bang, 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 and we have an Evil GT workshop, 
And it is literally, we do stuff like that. I mean, it's a lot of money. Well, yeah, I, I, I was just tossing it up in my mind here. I'm thinking probably about 50 grand a year we need there, something like that, I reckon. Yeah, but when you think without about it... Without materials and Without parts. all the stuff, yeah. But I, I feel like, like the way we're doing it now, we're just doing videos when we when we want to, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm happy doing that because obviously I'm busy with the other business. But So I'm still busy, but just doesn't look like we're busy on YouTube, does it? Because obviously we're doing stuff. I mean, we went to look at the car yesterday. That was five hours out of our day. Yeah, You know, no video because we just went to look at a car. And then obviously today we're doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow um, I'm working in the other business. Then Friday we're traveling down to... Um, no, that is tomorrow. Oh, sorry, tomorrow... Once you've finished Sorry, tomorrow down, night, yeah. Thursday night, we're traveling down to Santa Pod for mm-hmm. the charity, the charity day on Friday, which we probably won't film. Then it's the weekend. We're, we've got to film it. Oh, we have? Yeah. Why? Well, we need to film the runs on the on the strip. So we are filming on Friday. <laughs> Good job you told me that now and not when we got there. Have yeah. you got the camera? Nope. No. Yeah, Cause no. Because we, um, we don't normally film them days, do we? No. But that takes us on... No, we don't usually film them days. It, the, the whole day doesn't need to be filmed, but we need to get a video out of... Because uh, Racing Line stroke OEM Plus, who uh, they're basically the same company. Racing Line mainly do all the hardware side of things, and OEM Plus mainly do the software side of things, or only do the software side of things. As for most of you who may or may not know, the 8Y RS3 and the Mark 8 Golf R, the ECUs are the same. They, they still haven't cracked them. They've not got in there to tune them. There's the odd one or two companies. There's one over in Germany, I think, who have said that they've tuned the 8Y RS3. But Tabby and the guys are awesome. And Ben, who is a calibrator, he writes the maps, has basically said he's convinced that they've put an 8V RS3, so the old generation RS3 ECU, in the 8Y and tuned that. And that's the reason why they've been able to put a map on it. Anyway, that's obviously just like a guess. No one actually knows for a fact. So, Racing Line, because there isn't a full stage one map, they are very kindly... Um, said we've got a prototype uh, PCM box, powertrain control module box, which is which is their tuning box basically, which is obviously nowhere near as good as a full custom, you know, um, on a dyno stage one map, obviously, uh, because it manipulates what the ECU is being told. Um, it's quite clever how it does it. Just basically the components tell the ECU I'm doing this, but then the, this module basically says to the ECU, no, they're not doing that. They're not doing enough. So the ECU then ups everything. Now, for those who are worried about tuning boxes, because I am concerned and worried about tuning boxes, I'm not the biggest advocate for them uh, because we've got experience with them. This particular tuning box, I spoke to Tabby and Ben, who had done, you know, help with the development on it and stuff. They go and do uh, road logs and data logging with it afterwards. So they make sure the car's not pulling any time. They make sure that, you know, all the fail safes are in place. So for argument's sake, if that tuning box tells the ECU you're not doing enough, but then for what that's telling the ECU to do is outside of its safe parameters, it just won't do it. It'll just go, no, no. And it'll just go into like a limp limp mode. So it the car won't break, basically, because that's what I was more worried about. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all That's all cool. He's gone out and he's done some data logs with it and he's, he's ran it and he's like, it's not pulling any time. It's cool. There's no, there's no knocking. There's no nothing. It's, the, the car is fine. It's, it's all safe within its parameters with this, with this tuning box on. So the video for that, will it be on? Is this, this podcast going on on Saturday? Which this is, is Saturday this the 14th. Is, yeah, this is on Saturday. Yeah. So the video won't be on yet. You won't see the video of the uh, tuning box getting fitted and they've also very kindly racing line have got this unbelievable looking carbon intake it looks amazing 
Um, sounds good as well. Yeah, it sounds really good. I've got some turbo flutters now, which I've always wanted. But um, so that's on there as well. And these guys have very kindly said, have these. These are development products. Have these. You're helping us with development. And obviously, it's great content for YouTube, which it is. But what I think is important to try and find out is what the RS3 will do on Santa Pod stock and then what it will run on the, the quarter mile drag strip with this uh, PCM box fitted. Yep. Um, and I just think it's great content for us. It's great content for racing line as long as the figures are decent. Um, and obviously, um, you know, it's it's just it's content in it. Um, the cool thing with that PCM box, which I just do just want to very quickly tell you, I've been wa- waffling for quite a bit now. But what they've said is Racing Line Stroke OEM Plus. If I ever speak about either one of them, it's the same company. What they've said is that you will buy, I don't know how much this box is going to be, it's not available to buy yet, or the intake because it's still a prototype one. But once you buy the box, the tuning box, um, you obviously have that on your car and it's going to give you certain gains. Can I tell them what it, what it's give us? I can, can't I? Yeah, the Patreon yeah. subscribers. You, you Patreon, get to know everything. You get to know everything, right. So uh, the car ran 409 horsepower stock, which the grey one ran 408. So this is why we rely on awesome GTI's dyno because it's never all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Everything's been very, very consistent with it. And it ran 560 newton meters. The grey one ran 562 newton meters. So again, you know, within a couple, which is obviously weather variances and all that kind of shit. Anyway, the box then, once they'd done the, the some revisions on the map and the bits of development, eventually was, what, 451 horsepower? But yeah, 450. Uh, and then 616 newton meters, was it? There, thereabouts. So it was about around 40 horsepower and around 55-ish newton meters, something yeah. like that. And the reason we're saying there or thereabouts is there was a spike at the end of the chart. Mm. Um, so we've sort of like, they didn't want us to do it, but just for video purposes, if you would have drawn an imaginary line of carrying on the way the boost and the power and the torque and everything was coming in, it would have hit that figure. Yeah. Uh, but it was like doing a weird thing and it was something to do with because the new uh, 8Y has got the, the rear diff is different. It's acting like it needs a it needs a link dyno. Yeah. So like the GTR needed a link d- dyno and now this new RS3, the old one's fine. But well, this new one, like I say, because of the diff, the rear diff, it, it needs a link dyno. We actually saw it on Awesome's dyno. It's almost like it was wagging its tail, which we've never seen before. The car at the back, obviously it was strapped down. It's only a tiny bit. It's not like really, really exaggerating. I'm exaggerating it, but you could see the back end of the car sort of like wagging a bit. And he was saying it's shifting the power because it's clutch packs either side now, whereas it never used to be able to do that. It was either on or off. Um, now it's it's like moving the power around either wheel so it was like wagging so the the graph didn't quite it was the measurements on the dyno weren't fully reflecting the uh output of the car um so yeah he was saying it needs to be a link dyno so hopefully at some point next week we're going back down to milton Keynes where racing line hq is because they excuse me do have a link dyno um and we're going to do a bit more development with this tuning box and um Jobs are good. Jobs are good, and yeah, just to make sure that it's nice and smooth, um, and the the readings that Awesome's Dino got that's not linked. By the way, awesome, when Awesome move into next door, their actual linked Dino has arrived, so they've got a brand new, um, top of the range, fucking amazing linked Dino that will be going in next door. It's arrived. It's obviously not been fitted yet. So, um, so yeah, and I presume it'll do anything, and it'll do up to two hundred mile an hour. I think they said right. Whereas the current one that they've got does up to one hundred and sixty. But, and obviously um, it'll take most most stuff then because it's a link dyno. Yeah. I don't know the limitations. There's probably another limitation after that. Yeah. But I remember when I had the GTR, 
when we used to go in and I said, oh, can you just do a run on it? He said, we can't do it. It needs to be linked. Mm. So we took it to a DC remapping. DC remapping have got um, a, in Birchwood. In Birchwood, so we put it on there. Yeah, Dan's got a link dyno there. Then we took it to AC Speed Tech and they've got a hub dyno. So mm. we had two different ones and they both give different results. Yeah, they did. So completely different. Yeah. Completely different. So, um, yeah, dynos, obviously taken with a pinch of salt. They're good for benchmarking. Mm. So gives you an idea. You it? run it stock and then you run it after. And in 30, if it runs 100 horsepower and then it runs 150, you know you've gained 50 horsepower. Um, yeah. But even that, you know, you've got to take, I think dynos are just, they're good. But to me, if you're obsessed with figures, then you'd have a dyno run, but then you'd be doing quarter mile times. Then you'd be doing not to 60. Then you'd, you'd, it's just a load of data yeah. within loads of different, you know. So your car could be running anything. It's how it puts the power down. How it feels to drive. How definitely. it feels to drive and stuff. So they're good, but they're not, they're not gospel, are they? You well, know, for, like, maps, for maps and tuning, tuning boxes, to 99% of consumers, numbers sell them. You know, and that's, yeah, that's, and that's the reason it. why they have to find out to the best of their ability, like to, to the best of their accuracy, what what these tuning boxes, the difference in the differences that they're making to the car in a, in a numbered format. Because you know, I would anticipate that if somebody said, "Well, the box," I don't know how much the box is. I'm you know, I'm making a number up, but if it's five hundred quid, for instance, and it gave you ten horsepower, you'd probably go, mm, I don't "Fucking bother." But if somebody said to you, "But it drives like it it pulls so much better that it's it's smoother, it drives amazing," you go, "No, I still wouldn't." But if yeah. he said, oh, that, that um, tuning box gives you 50 horsepower for 500 quid, and you'd be like, oh, that's actually... But it could drive like a bag of shit. And to be honest... I mean? But you'd be more inclined to buy it based on that. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, when you buy a tuning box, we did it. We did it with the Focus. We got a box for that. And it says up to 50 horsepower, and they're all different. But I remember that one. And the bottom line is, you plug it in, and then you drive it after, and you think, wow this is different yeah as long as you feel it's different yeah that's really for the good for a good for the, for the good yeah. yeah that's really what what you're looking for um but people do chase numbers and really the bottom line is in my opinion now going off what i've seen on youtube and just in the industry in general the car industry it's how fast that car does a quarter mile mm. that is what it comes down to no one in in a way people are like oh yeah my car's got 900 horsepower Oh yeah, it's this, it's that. But really, the bottom line is, how fast does it do quarter mile? That's well, all people are asked it's about. It's interesting you in should say that, you know, because the organisers of the charity event, they, we originally got invited because Jay, who for those who've been with us for a long time, you'll remember the Mustang videos that we did, and Jay was like, he's, he's a, he's sort of the face of, or he seems to be the face of the Mustang Owners Club that that meet up quite a bit at the Sharnbrook and stuff with Chiro, but. He invited us to this event and said, oh, it'd be great if you could come along, blah, blah, blah. Do you mind if we put you on the flyer? And I was like, nah, like I, no, I'd rather not. It's a charity event. It's not about us. Like, we'll come and, you know, it'd be great to come down and, and enjoy the, the uh, Santa pod and the environment, whatever else. But I'd rather you didn't. He was like, no, no, mate. Like, we, we really, really want to. We realise it's not about you and stuff. Anyway, um, he's put us on. But then I thought, well, if I can and I can get some bigger... You know, I mean, just it's not hard. Heat, just to take the heat off us. Take the heat off <laughs> us. I mean, it's not hard to find some bigger names than us, but if I can, then I will. So anyway, I spoke to Matt, and Matt said he'd come, but then since hasn't spoken, I, we, I've tagged him in a few things and I messaged him, and he's not messaged me back. So I've no idea if Matt Armstrong's coming or not. He did say he was, but uh, I've no idea. Uh, Jamie officially gassed is definitely coming. Um, I mean, it's 
I should say going because this is on going to go out on Saturday and we'll have already been on Friday. Um, but yeah, so there's a few there's a few bigger people. Motor Addicts are coming down and Michael Shublack has come in, MSB. Owen nice. Six One's number one. He's coming down. Uh, he's just had his G80 tuned, his new M3, which would be cool to see. Um, but anyway, they tagged me in this. They, they, they said, uh, they messaged me privately and said, um, what what car are you racing in your, what car are you taking? I said, oh, the RS3, the new RS3. Oh, great. Uh, what, what car are you racing? I was like, I'm not. I'm, I just want to go for my own, you know, to, I'm not interested in racing anything. I'm not a dick swinger, um, even though it's bright green. Um, <laughs> and um, they said, oh, you know, it'd be great for the, uh, what's the word? It'd be great for the publicity of the event to say, oh, Evil GT's racing such and such. I said, right, whatever. I was like, but obviously my car's stock, it's got 400 horsepower. So as long as whatever I'm racing is around that, because otherwise you just look at it. If something's got a million horsepower and absolutely smashes you, what's the point? So he's like, yeah, 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 no worries, mate. Leave it with me, leave it with me. Anyway, two hours later, I get tagged in a story on Instagram that I'm racing, I think it's black, a Mustang, 707 horsepower it is. I was like, what the fuck's happened there? I mean, I didn't message him back, but I was, I was in my own You'll mind. You'll smoke like, that anyway. Well, it's funny because Is it Jay, just wheel spin, right? Surely. Well, I have no idea because it's, don't forget, Santa Pod, isn't it? Yeah, it's sticky. sticky. Yeah. So um, it'll probably snap a drive shaft before, uh, before it wheel spins. But um, I spoke to Jay, the Mustang guy, and... Um, he was saying about as much as a because he, he's got a Mustang, he's got a. I'm sure it's tuned. It's a five liter one, and I'm sure he's tuned it six hundred odd horsepower. Might be or seven hundred. I don't know. But he's like, as much as I love them, they're not. They're not actually the quickest in a, in a straight line. Um, and then he showed me something. I don't know if it was this car or his or what. I can't remember. I think it might have been his. It's six hundred odd horsepower, and it did the quarter mile in twelve and a half seconds on Santa Pod. And I know that the RS3 stock did 11.38 on an unprep surface. So should I'm actually... Should be able to break 11 then, surely. Um, what, on, on Santa Pod? I mean, that'd be amazing if it did. If I got early 11s, but then with the box, if you got anywhere near like 11 seconds dead with a tuning box on, I mean, I don't know what difference it's going to make. Well, we did, um, yeah. Well, the, um, the RS6, saying that it was marks tuned, but the RS6 against the RS3 is not a million miles apart. No. Um, well, it beats, the RS3 beats the RS6 to 60 by 0.2 of a second, I think. On, oh yeah, yeah, in stock form. Yeah, it'll only come back later on, mm. on the quarter mile. So I remember doing the um, the GTR, that was 10.89, RS6 was 10.89 or something, around the same anyway. Um, Mad how close they were, wasn't it? Oh, Hundred was it? 100, no one guessed. One was faster than the other. I can't remember which one it was, but um, and then again, not to sixty. It was a hundredth of a second. Nothing. I think one one beat one the one one way. No one to 60 beat the other. Hundredth yeah. of a second, and it was mad how close them two cars were. Yeah, it was mad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll beat eleven now. Thinking about it, not. It'd be amazing if it did. I mean, it's four hundred. Well, according to Awesome's Dino, which. With, with at the minute we're taking with a pinch of salt. Uh, although Al Ben explained the graph is like the the dip and then the peak is because of how, how the the dyno is measuring it. It's struggling with that bit. He said, but actually, if you smooth that out and hit the peak, that's he said that is probably accurate at four fifty one. I think it was or something like that. So he did say he's confident that it would be that on a link dyno. But we're going to find out next week anyway. But either way, yeah, I managed. Uh, 11.38 seconds to 60 mile an hour 
And that was on that drag strip you did when I was away. And that was on the yeah, it was, it was like shit. a like it was a, a rubber, oh, real bad. I, yeah, going off that then, I reckon eleven point two, eleven point one five or something. Only based upon the GTR and the RS six going off. Yeah, because GTR was tuned, RS six was tuned. So yeah, I think if you broke eleven. That would be with a box. mental. That would be absolutely mental. But it is a fast car. It's definitely fast to 60. Whether how fast it is, I don't know. It might need a bit more poke yeah. in, through third mm. you know, to get up there. Definitely. Because you're going to be in fourth, aren't you? doing 100 and what you're going to be. Oh, that's another thing as well. I've heard something about crossing the line. If you're doing over a certain speed, you've got to wear a helmet. Is that that one? Or if, you go, if you're crossing the line under a certain speed, you don't need one. Am I right? Really? I have no I've idea. I've heard something heard about it. I'm probably Well, my helmet's going to clash with my car, and it? It's fucking bright yellow. My car's oh, bright green. It's, it's it's fluorescent green, your helmet. It's downstairs in the garage. It's underneath it us. It's right underneath us there. I thought it was yellow. You can have a look on the way out. I'm colorblind. Is it not bright yellow? No. It's like fluorescent greeny yellow. <laughs> so it's yellow then, you <laughs> fucking gobshite. But yeah, so it'll be interesting anyway. But the reason why we need to film that is because obviously Racing Line are very kindly, although they're getting development from it, so it's not like a just here, yeah, I have that for free and cheers. They're, you know, they're developing their, project, uh, their uh, product with it. But uh, I think it's a great opportunity to find out if it, if it does make a difference. Um, because like, who knows? Uh, you know, it's well, all right saying the dyno looks like it makes a difference when it's on and it's off. But in a quarter mile, I mean, if you're getting two, two, two or three tenths quarter mile, Surely it'll be about two tenths, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be much well, more than that. No, and for the, fifty odd horsepower. And it will be interesting to see, um, to see what what it does do. And I think on a you can't argue with Pod, can you? Because no. the surface is perfect. Yeah. I mean, remember when we was there that last time? A guy walked across the thing where the start line is. His shoe come off. Mm. His shoe stuck to the surface, and his foot come out of his shoe. Mad. Absolutely we're just laughing our head off. Yeah. But he's li literally trying to get his shoe off the, <laughs> off the track. All the rubber. That's how sticky it is. Yeah. So, and you get, not that you need to warm your tyres up because it won't wheel spin anyway, but um, I don't even think you need to. I reckon it'd be nice the on only, Friday. The only thing the will be good. Uh, that Jay did say, he said it might, um, being a, like an automatic car launch control, that kind of stuff, he said it might bog down because it, because it grips. I mean, I don't know. I've no idea. I've never. I've never even sent a car down. Ah, you're be saying to... because there's no slip. Yeah. Because you, you might need a little bit of wheel slip just to get the car going. I mean, you might snap the drive shaft Ooh. or the prop shaft. Nah, it's more. There's or some shaft. Some sort of shafts. Probably. You need. To, you need to break something. No, it's I evil don't. GT in it. No. Well, shit goes wrong. Oh, fucking hell! I'm touching wood now. That's plastic. Uh, no. Is it? No. Um. I mean, the good thing, I just want to get this in before we talk about the RS4. Um, and the box, that tuning box, again, I'm going back to that box. Again, I don't know how much it is but or how much it's going to be. Going off everyone else's, it's probably going to be around the 500 quid. Five, right? 600 quid, something like that. I, I have no idea. I, guess. I mean, it looks amazing. When you see it on the video, it looks amazing. Actually, yeah. The brackets, it's car carbon it's fiber. Carbon. Might be a bit more, actually. Maybe. Yeah. And the, it's all like, it looks like it's milled aluminium, doesn't it? The, Put it this way. The, the thing bit. Bonnet, under the bonnet pawn. Oh, it's yeah. that. It's there. If it, it was sat mega. there, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, stick that away somewhere" because mm. it looks minging. Like it looks, it looks, Real it smart. looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what they are saying is because obviously no one can get into the ECUs yet on both the Mark 8R and the RS38Y because it uses the same ECU. 
you would buy this box and have your short-term tuning box for a bit more power and all that kind of stuff in the short term. Then once the ECU is cracked and they've got a full uh, stage one map for it, um, you would then go, here's my box, and then they would tune your car with a proper stage one map for nothing, which for me is like an absolute no-brainer. If you know the tuning box is safe, which was my first question. How do they do that, though? Do you have to take it to them or...? I assume that it'd be authorised dealers, wouldn't it? It's like Awesome GTI is an authorised dealer, for instance. So they would, you would say to Awesome GTI, here's me, here's me PCM box, or obviously it's on the car, isn't it? So you'd take your car and say, the PCM box is on there. Can you take that off and then stick it on your dyno and, and um, yeah. stick me OEM plus stage one map on it? But that's, that for me is a, an, an absolute no-brainer from a, you know, for people who are keen to, to extract more power out of a car. Some people aren't asked, which I understand, that, you know, each to their own. But some people are keen to start, you know, having a bit of a tinker. So for those who, um, you know, are a bit impatient with the stage one tune, as I am, um, then you can have this. Um, and I'm going to be doing, by the way, as well, just to stick this in there. So not only are we doing Santa Pod, uh, it's on my car now. It's been fine. Um, we're going down to Santa Pod. We're going to be sending it down there. Hopefully it's fine. Um, you won't know, even though this is going out on the day after we're going, you won't know. But then also it's going to be staying on for our... How many thousand miles did we say that road trip is? It's going to be at least, it's going to be over 3,000. So a nine-day Euro road trip at three, let's just say it's 3,000 miles, it's probably more than that, but there's another 3,000 miles worth of testing up altitude all over the place. And uh, obviously if it comes back from that and it's still fine, then, you know, you can't, there's there's absolutely no way that you can more rigorously test a tuning box from where we're going up in the mountains. It's going to be hot, it's going to be cold. All kinds of stuff. So, um, and we'll yeah. film it as well. And it's getting filmed, so that'll be uh, interesting for you to know. But you know, your concerns about tuning boxes are the same as mine, and that's the reason why I asked the questions. And uh, Tabby and Ben have put my mind at ease. I know for a fact that those guys wouldn't be putting anything because I'm still classed as a customer, um, just like you guys would be. And I know that they wouldn't stick something like that on a on a customer's car. No, everything's got to um, be right without it. That's one know, thing with Tabby tested. and Ben. Yeah, they don't. You know, it's got to be right. Mm. They don't just say, "Oh yeah, just just try it." It'll be, it'll see, yeah. see how you go. Everything's like hundred percent, or it doesn't leave in that hundred percent in their eyes. It doesn't leave. Obviously, things can go belly up. You just don't know, dear. Do no. But it will never leave the workshop unless it's hundred percent right. That's why after it's installed, they go out and they do some testing on the road, and they've got the laptop and they log it all and check to make sure everything's yeah. okay and everything like that definitely so yeah that's what's going on with the tuning box uh the pcm box and um yeah the deal i mean like do you just have to keep your eye out on their website and stuff because i've absolutely no idea when it's all going to be ready i think ben said what about two three four months something um, like that, yeah, did and, he that say? and that's bearing in mind nobody might even have the car for it to be on no you know we're no. talking you're saying oh you'll have to wait and maybe no one's got it well no out of our 200 people uh, 200 legends nobody else might have one i don't know yeah. well if you have anyway yeah wait. there you go um, um but yeah the and i think the same goes if you have if you don't have an 8y rs3 but you do have a car um maybe a mark 8 golf r i don't know or maybe something else um these boxes will still the the, the what's it called i'm sure double check it with them though because this isn't a fact this is just me thinking logically again i'm sure that if you bought it the stage one map sort of still um, applies, I think, where you just get it for free. Double check it with them, but speak to Awesome, they'll tell you. Or ask us in the comments and Ben will ask. Yeah, I'll ask asking him, yeah. questions. Oh, I love it, me. Um, but now, on to the RS4. Going on the RS4, um, they, 
the tuning box, it definitely doesn't need a tuning box because the engine's fucked. So uh, Uncle Benji went the other day when I was busy doing something else, took the car in because when we was at Stainless Creations, the the engine was making some really strange noises, as you would have heard if you watched it. I presume you watched it because you subscribed on the podcast, so obviously you're 100% subscribers to Evil GT. That noise, um, Ben's found out, well, Tabby, um, put the screwdriver, took the cover off, put the screwdriver onto the cam area, locker yeah, cover def- area. Definitely wasn't on the cam. Yeah, um, <laughs> in that closed. area, through and... <laughs> Whoever's done it, Tabby's listened, and there's some weird noises. Um, it could be, I said to Tabby the other day, I said, worst case scenario, because I, I love worst case, because yeah. then it's, well, it's the worst case, isn't it? Anything Everything else is, else a, is bonus, a bonus, bonus isn't yeah. it? And he said, worst case, it's a new head, which to me is a new engine, which to me, it means that car's getting stripped. And that's typical there's for us. all left to strip off it. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> we've stripped it off. The main bit about that car was the engine was worth a few grand. Yeah. Um, now, we've potentially got a car that's fucked, and I wouldn't even mind. We've, no, we've done nothing to it engine-wise. We've not, we've not done anything. All we've done is we've got the car ready, put the wing on, and we've spent a fortune on it. We've spent a lot of money on that car. So if the engine is knackered, that is typical. Um, that is typical. And that's my wife. So Ringing you. Yeah, ringing me. You've got to answer this. Hello? On live, live, yeah. live on air. Hello, what's up, Janino? But yeah, so anyway, the RS4 right, um, is uh, yeah, it's been one headache after another. Sorry about that. But this uh, this takes me back to the whole project thing. I mean, we've had that car for twelve months and it's still not seen a racetrack, annoyingly. And then you know, it's definitely not going to see one now because no. there's no engine, well, no engine. Um, we could take it round, couldn't we? We could take it round, and you know, you you potentially risking what could be a salvageable engine that's not going to cost a fortune um to to fuck it like completely fuck it well so i don't i don't really know but he, he had to listen yeah. all around the engine bay because you can hear it when it's ticking over it only does it when it's warm it doesn't do it when it's cold and he had to listen all over the engine with his screwdriver and he, he got in he has got a proper stethoscope thing and he, he got that out as well whatever they called it dr tabby yeah and he had to listen everywhere and then list literally as you go over to the right hand side rocker cover he undid the oil cap, and then just inside, there's just like a, a little metal thing. You can obviously see the, the cam bit down there, but it's just a the tiny little bit, bit, the thing, whatever's underneath there, I don't know. And he, <laughs> he, put his, uh, he put his screwdriver just on the metal bit just inside, and he literally pulled his uh, ear away because it was that loud. It was right. like, that is 100%. It's coming from underneath that rocker cover. So, so yeah. he reckons it's a cam bearing or something, but the, bearing, the cam bearings, I think he said, are... They're, they're a part of the head so that's what he was sort of alluding to and saying that if it's not if it's not something and it's this then yeah you've got to have a whole new head so the way it's going worst case scenario the rocker cover comes off they examine what it is they'll find out what it is but it's some labor to diagnose the actual what it needs to fix and it needs a new head where do we go from there i've no idea so i think we'd probably then just need to either get an exact price of um because i'm sure that you might even find i mean i know this is again going into you know where where does it end i don't i mean i don't know but you might find a b7 rs4 engine with bottom end failure or something where mm. the whole bottom end of the engine's fucked but the you know the top end is okay i have no idea yeah. and it might be a couple of hundred quid because the, the engine's yeah. fucked it's just 
just labor in it to, to change it. That's the only thing. It's all labor now. And we've got to do, I mean, we have, we've got very, very, and I mean, fucking very limited cash flow um, mm. at the moment. And there's no, no time soon that's going to change. Um, so it could be a case of, you know, it might be dead in the water, but watch this space. We'll tell you guys, as always, first to know, and you will be the first to know as soon as we know on the next podcast, you will know. Yeah, we'll do our best. I mean, the thing is, we don't like to be defeated, but the problem is, it's that it's, it's cash flow that defeats us more than anything, because as you all know, Lee's life is funded by his business and, and YouTube is funded by YouTube and you guys who Patreon guys help um, help towards that. But parts and labour and costs and stuff, when it's car related, particularly when you've got RS and AMG and M tax, it's a shitload yeah. of money. Oh, it doesn't go cheap, does it? No. So um so yeah, that's what we're gonna try and do. Hopefully it can be sorted fairly cheap. If they turn around and say, you know, it's gonna cost like however much a shitload of money it'd be a shame to have come this far oh yeah to then just go right no you know it's 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 getting stripped and scrapped it would be a massive massive shame so i mean we'll do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen forget youtube like i will be i'll be annoyed upset you know just felt you know when you just feel a little bit empty after something that's how it'll feel because we've done all the hard work mm-hmm taking it here, taking it there, financial hard work as well, and everybody that's helped us out with the project. Obviously, awesome, done massive amounts of work on it. We can't thank them enough. Um, so, yeah, and it's just, we've still spent quite a lot of money on it. Obviously, we put the seats in and stuff with the help of awesome, and we've done all the, Sean at First Class Motors, we've done all the front end, the, the wing and the bumper. Jimmy's helped us sell the parts. There's loads of people that we have to thank on this project. Have you VBT with the brakes? VBT, yeah. And um, brakes, the brakes look amazing. You know, we went to Tweaks, Demon Tweaks, got the seats. Obviously, yeah. we paid for them, so we don't have to thank them. Yeah, but thanks anyway. We don't. We don't know anyone. We at just um, we just say thanks anyway, just for the sake of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've um, Nathan, Nathan Birch. Can't say thank oh, you enough gosh, to yeah. Nathan. He dropped it off, and then he went back and picked it up. Stainless Creations. There's so many people involved in this car and I feel bad like we can't have an end result for everybody else who's been involved in the car as well. Yeah. Because what a shame. I know. You know. We just need to walk around with a bowl, don't we? Yeah. A bit like the vicar did at the uh, uh, christening. Pissed me off that. I might have told you this story already. I'll well, tell you about no, that vicar. No, you've not told me. Oh, the vicar's at christenings. The last one uh, that we went to, well, the second to last one that we went to, you know how they, they have the collection thingies? And, you know, at the end of the service or whatever. It was only a christening. And he went, um, you know, it'd be, you know, be as generous as you possibly can. But please, I don't want anybody scratching me balls with your change. What? So, no joke. I swear to God, that's what he said. Are you taking a piss, mate? That's what he said I, on my life. I would I mean, have been like, what did you just say? Then scratching your balls. I'm not fucking <laughs> scratching anyone's balls, mate. Different, different. And then I realised you meant balls. Scratching me balls with your change. Balls, basically. as in balls, as in more than one. Yeah. Fuck off. Honest to God, they stand there, don't they? Um, either side with the balls on your way out and obviously want, want some change or whatever. And he said, I don't want them scratching with your change. Basically saying, it's at least a fiver. You can fuck, fuck right off, off, mate. You can fall right to God, off. but I think we're going to have to do a bit of that with the bowls. Yeah, oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's acceptable, <laughs> mate. It's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. RS four fund, please. <laughs> we uh, potentially need a new a well, new engine. We'd have a few bowls, wouldn't we? Because we've got right. two RS fours. We've got an M, an E, 
C, sorry. Yeah. And then um and then we've got the Sylvia. And I think which that's is on why, another planet. That's why I think <laughs> we do need to just consolidate a little bit. Yeah. Um and I, yeah. obviously the S fifteen is the S fifteen is the S fifteen. That's got that's your car that you wanted and to get sorted and all that kind of stuff. So that that it, regardless, that's staying and that's gonna get done. The uh C sixty three and the M three um is is the two cars. They're two um, bigger projects. The C63 now, to be fair, once the wheel speed sensor's done, it's all been serviced. It's got brand new brakes. That's why. And that's basically to the point, other than bodywork, around the, the wheel arches and stuff is a little bit tatty, but otherwise it's a... I mean, I think um, really what we need to do is we need to do one or, one or the other. We need to do something. I don't think, like we've got, between us all, S15, you got the E, you got the M3, RS4, RS4, C sixty three, you know, there's five cars there. Yeah, and we're None not really them. we're None not really doing them. we're not really doing much on them, are we? No. So, you know, I don't know. Um, the RS fours in the saloon for paint. That's costing two and a half grand. That really, we haven't got because that's no. I'm going to have to lend that from my company to our company. Uh, borrow that, lend that, whatever. Is it borrow? Borrow? Lend? You're lend? Saying lend? You borrow? Long term borrowing? We borrow. Because I'm lending very, it to very, myself, really, aren't as I? As long as it's not a 48-month PCP with <laughs> 6.2%. Yeah. So um, that's going <laughs> to, obviously, it's, you know, so it's just money, isn't it? It's money, 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 money all the time. And we want to get these cars because, you know, they deserve some TLC and they, they actually deserve these cars, the high-mileage heroes, and they deserve some TLC and, and being looked after. But fuck me, it costs a lot of money. And we get so much help from people, genuinely a lot of help. Mark at Awesome GTI, he helps us out with so much stuff, so much stuff, yeah. but it still costs well, a fortune to do. Mark is basically part of our business. He may because, as well have shares. Because he's he's helped us out so much. And we wouldn't be, I'm not saying we're anywhere, because we're not anywhere, we're just here. We're in but, your garage. Um, it's not like we're, we're balling or anything, but Evil GT wouldn't be where it is today without Mark. No. Um, it might be somewhere better. <laughs> who knows I doubt that very no. much but yeah we have to say thanks to Mark and everybody at Awesome I know we've said it a hundred times but you know it, we just we just have to because they've helped out everyone in the workshop mm. everybody in Awesome literally everything Every everyone is associated with Awesome and helped us out yeah um, and as much as all the other companies as well and you guys and you guys yeah everyone's helped us out mm. and we're waffling on now but we do I'm feeling sentimental because yeah. I'm, I'm feeling upset for the RS4 Avant yeah and same going back to the saloon when that's finished we're not really gonna what we're we gonna use that car for nothing and if that car was sold I'd want to see 20 20 odd grand for that car yeah and and that because I be, think it's worth it that just be, for the backstory um I mean it'd be ridiculous if we was to get that much money for it um Oh, if we raffled it off. Five grand, yeah. If you if we raffled it off. I mean, I've, we've done it now, haven't we? Yeah. Raffling. Yeah. We did the Focus. We did. And we did someone else's car. We did the M2. But I think, you know, we could do. I think it needs to just stay in a nice warm garage. Yeah. Well, underneath us is a two-car garage that is full of shit. It's full of shit. I can't get one car in it, and I'm not being funny. When my new whatever I get is fucking going right underneath us. Right. Well, I'm getting a car cover then. <laughs> it will need covering up. Well, I said we met a guy at um, D- oh, D13. Yeah, it yeah. was like inflatable bubbles, but they were like humidity controlled and everything. Posh that. Oh, they, yeah. So 
we need to get in touch with him and see. It was about six or 700 quid a pod. Sounds a lot of money, but literally just leave it at the back here, back of the house, put it in a pod, blow it up, whatever, and then it, and it extracts humidity as well. Mm. Like it's like a dehumidifier because that's one of the things, even if a car's in a garage, you know, it will be susceptible to uh, well, moisture we, and damp we, and stuff. You saw your S15 shell. Yeah, exactly. So humidity is, it? yeah, it's just as bad as leaving it outside. Mm, killer. So, so yeah, <sighs> It's all just cash. Yep. That's all. So, uh, so yeah, we are we are working on it, and um, fingers crossed yep. we can get something sorted very soon. But thank you very much for watching and listening to today's podcast, and uh, we'll get another one done for you next week for next Saturday. We have got more podcasts. I think my dad's coming on at some point. Yeah, for, for fuck's sake, I've done my best to avoid it, but he's coming on. Uh, we've also got. He's sitting here, by the way. They're just going to talk together. <laughs> we've also got. Um, the uh, uh, Boogie Storm, they were called, when they won Britain's Got Talent. I thought it was Boogie Sticks. No, it Boogie they Sticks were now? Boogie Storm when right. they won Britain's Got Talent. So they were the Dancing Stormtroopers. I don't know if you ever remember them guys. But Jack, and there was a few of them, but Jack and Philly are two of the lads who came on the Marbella Cannon Run with us. Uh, they're part of the Cannon Run team. And uh, they dress up as the Stigs and they do backflips and mad dances and shit like that. It's really, really good, actually. But them two are coming on because... What we didn't know when we met them guys was that Jack actually watched our channel. So yeah, he yeah. was a starstruck. I don't know why, but he was a starstruck when he met us for the first time as we were. And I was like, no fucking way, you guys. That's that's amazing, you know, doing backflips and mad shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, top lad. And so is Philly. Uh, one's a, like the broadest scouse you've ever heard. And the other one is is purely Wigan. So it'll be a, f a weird eclectic mix of accents in here as well. There'll be four of different people. Mm. that's for sure but top top lads yeah. and uh, dead down to earth so we'll have a good laugh on that your dad's on it um, that'll be a good that'll be interesting a good laugh and interest I'm looking forward to that one I'm not um, someone mentioned about getting Michael Shoeblacker on yes I'm sure well we're seeing Kai on um, Friday so we'll have a chat with Kai so about it yeah I can't see that being an issue we'll get we'll get Kai on Shoeblacker and, uh, and Shoewiter yeah and yeah yeah because there's actually two so we'll get both on yeah, yeah we'll get if, if he's a um, partner in crime we don't really see no he holds the camera you know, doesn't he Michael Shoewiter <laughs> so um, yeah he's the camera guy but yeah he's he's a top lad as well we was out on the cannon run with him at, um, when we was at Durham went out uh, well we had a meal t at the night time he's a good laugh so we'll get them both on and yeah, and anyone else you think, just just yeah, just um, just let us know. I'll mither the fuck out of anyone, me. Yeah, yeah. I'll mither anyone. If so, we yeah. can get Fat Lad FM on, which Again, wasn't difficult, few um, beers. We, we can get anybody on. We need because, to do um, the next one with him over yeah. a few beers, don't we? Definitely. And because um, people were saying, "Oh, I can't believe you've got Fat Lad FM on," and it's just like, yeah, it's dead easy, wasn't it? Ah, oh, he was. So. Uh, he was well up for it. He said that he obviously watched our stuff and you know that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, and yeah, and Chris is actually he'll be, he'll be listening to because Chris is a truck driver, so uh, not a van driver that most people think in his in his um, class two. Yeah, class two. He's a posh one. Um, not quite, not quite the big boy though. What's, no, what's class, the full eight? What's the full HDV one? Uh, class one, isn't it? Is that class one? Yeah, yeah so articulated. We've got some way so, to go yet, mate. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's um, he drives he, a long wheelbase van. Is that what? He's, is that what basically he does? right? Okay, eighteen tonner, <laughs> eighteen ton van. Only joking, um, mate. But you are watching this now. So anyway, thank you to all our new yeah. Patreon subscribers. Much we do appreciate it. Once we like tenfold that, we can fix the um, the head on the RS4 event. So we might just leave it in awesome. This time next year, Rodders. What do you reckon? <laughs> when we're millionaires. <laughs> we, can, we need to be millionaires. Fix all these cars. I know. 
So sorry for waffling on. See you next week. Bye-bye. Take it easy. Dra. Bye-bye.